uh, like asking Ukraine to investigate his political opponent. And right. That's that's corrupt, and you're trying to cheat in the election. That's the narrative that I'm getting from this. For him to tell the Justice Department, hey, I heard about some shit. You guys need to pair up with the Ukraine, with the Inspector General over there now, and investigate what happened. Mm-hmm. That is how that should go. Asshole's one of those protected classes, man. I mean, you can call yourself an asshole, but the minute somebody else calls you an asshole, it's not fuck a good them. thing to be an asshole anymore. Welcome to the salt of the streets, coming at you every week with this food for thought. Hope you're ready to eat with everything going on in this nation. We need some information, and that's why salt need to be stationed in your rotation with real talk and real topics, real people, real problems. Think we need some help to solve them and leave it up to Colin and the Donovan. Cause that's the one. What's that? Oh, let's get ready. And just like a red, white, and blue phoenix rising from the ashes of political bipartisanship, we are back to Salt of the Streets podcast. This is Saturday, January 25th, 1.45 p.m., episode 77. Also, it's 2020. Whoa. Welcome back, everybody, (laughs) to Salt of the Streets podcast, your one and only source for social and political commentary on all the weekly news, pop culture, and sports that you can handle. And the best part about the whole deal, it's all built for you, people like you and me. We built it from the ground up for people like you and me, the everyday we normal did. person. So come down and join us as we discuss life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness and continue our endless efforts to bridge the gap between people and information. As always, we are your hosts. I am Colin. I'm Donovan. And coming up on this week's show, we've got impeachment talk. We've got some smoking age talk, a listener request. Uh, we've got a car tap, a kind of a local state issue, but... Definitely uh, wide-ranging political implications around the nation. So, it's all about this uh, $30 car tab. Tim uh, Iman and shit. Yeah. Motherfuckers being sued by the state. And it's going to be interesting. So, we got some of that talk. Uh, both of those are listener requests. So, shout out to both you listeners. And uh, we also have some Virginia gun rally legislation. Gun rally, gun legislation, some free speech, yeah. and you know, weird stuff going on. Virginia Come and take very, it, bitch. Virginia is a very weird place right now, politically. Super weird. So, uh, we'll get into that. I even have some stuff if we have time, um, about that, uh, that lawsuit going on for I 1639. Oh, that, really? Yeah, you talked. I you looked up a few things. Yeah. Oh, um, all right. So, it's, you know, it's Did you know going. I found. Um, in the wake of all of these discussions, you know, of new gun legislation in Washington state and whatnot, I found online a free one hour course to certify you for I-1639. Check. Send me the link. So there you go. I'm going to do that tomorrow, I think, um, and get it all fucking squared away. Dope. Cause the thing that really, like the, the rabbit hole I went down with that, cause you, you had just kind of offhandedly sent me that lawsuit thing that was going on. Yeah. And so I started looking into it and then I started looking into like different jurisdictions of law enforcement that are coming out and saying that they're not going to enforce the laws and there's possible constitutionality problems. And there's a lot of weird, weird stuff going on like that in our state. And that's, and it's something similar we've seen in other states where they've tried to crack down on a lot of uh, gun legislation. Virginia, I think, is a perfect example of people coming up in arms um, about that. And this, I have an article here. Oh, this is from 
November, Northern Arizona County declares itself Second Amendment Sanctuary County. Yeah, I saw something the other day that Arizona, the state, was trying to do something. Would that surprise you at least? Um, (laughs) Given Arizona's kind of... Second Amendment Sanctuary in Arizona. Yeah, I saw something the other day that they were talking about. Maybe it was just a fucking thing but i thought that i saw something the other day so don't this is you know don't hold me to this but i thought that i saw something the other day that was talking about arizona as a whole was talking about trying to declare themselves a second amendment sanctuary so they could tell everyone to fuck off um wouldn't surprise me but we'll see updates to come i'll let you know if i see anything (laughs) about that so like i said don't hold me to it oh dude what was i just talking about before we started recording i already forgot I was like, oh, dude, I'll lead with that before Money we do into the, the studio. Moving. Nope. It was something to do with Tim Iman. $30 car tabs. Yeah. No. Gun legislation. Smoking. The lawsuit. You were talking about the lawsuit. Yeah. Counties and shit. <laughs> oh, well. Must not have been that important. <laughs> oh, well. Dude, we do that all the time because in between, like right before we start the show, in between the pre-show and the regular show, like we don't just stop talking because the camera's not rolling. Yeah. And so we'll like get going. I'm like, oh, wait, no, this is a really good. Just stop. Stop talking about this. Let's jump into the yeah. show. We'll talk about it then. What were we talking about? <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah, because it was something. <laughs> I feel like it had to do with guns. I don't know. Yeah. Like if I felt like it's it was probably about something? guns. I don't know. Dude, I don't know. Let me tell you this, and we'll think about it. I have put some... The Land Rover leaks oil all the time, right? It does. All the time. Um, And so, I have obviously don't know that much about cars, only as much as I've had to fix. And so, I've been trying to figure out, like, why is it doing this, you know? (laughs) And it's got, like, over 200,000 miles on it, like, just over. And so, I think that, like, the seals, you know, or the valves, whatever they're called, the seals. The gaskets. um, Yeah, yeah. Those might be cracking and shit. And so, I found a product, Blue Devil Stop Oil Leak, right? And you just just pour it into the, uh, called the the, oil? The sump is what they called it. Yeah. I mean, you just pour it in there and it's supposed to, you know, rejuvenate your fucking gaskets and, you know, hopefully stop your oil leaks. So I did that today on my way here. Yeah. And hopefully it, it ran better on the way here. Like it felt on the way here. Like it was already running better. Interesting. Um, And then like when I got here, usually you can smell the burning oil like anytime I drive it. And I didn't smell burning oil when I got here. It's like driving the Subi. Yeah. 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 And I, I didn't smell burning oil when I got here today. That's good. So. Maybe I was gonna say maybe that's just like you know miracle grow for your hair except I yeah it's just some uh, there's a lot of those things like fuel system cleaner and will rejuvenate will take ten thousand miles off right and like right. that's fucking bullshit and I don't yeah. argue the fact that it's probably better for you to put in your engine or something but like what are you trying to sell me here well and that's this one is like guaranteed to stop fucking leaks you know whatever I'm like yeah, yeah sure but I'll I'll, I'll try this before <laughs> I gotta drop money into it you know definitely the Land Rover's name is Lando right as uh, as naturally um, and as so per. on my way to work the other day I was telling him I was like I just need one year you know give me one year and I'll be in a better position one year from today to hand you over to someone else who's going to do whatever, mm-hmm. you know, and I'll let you have your time and I'll get another car and like everything will be good. But just give me one more year 
of yep. solid operating without me having to put a hell of money into you. I'll take care of you, sweetheart. Yep, and we'll be Just good. Just hang out. Because I fucking love that car. I really do. I bitch about it all the time, but I really like that car. I enjoy it's, driving it. It's a great it's, driving <clears throat> car. Yeah. Inconvenient <laughs> all the good. time, right? Inconvenient <laughs> all the time for many, many different reasons. Um, but... I was going to say, you're talking about, you're talking to a guy that drives an 18 foot truck that right. has a hard, I have to think about the parking situation of my destination before t- I drive. We talked about this last time. And that's so, that's one of the reasons it's inconvenient is because it's not a truck, right? That I yeah. can put hella stuff in it, but I can't. But it ain't quite. But I there. really want to build a thing to put all our dog food in and that like has the bowls in the top of it, mm-hmm. but I don't have a truck that. I don't have a vehicle that I can put two sheets of plywood in, you know? No. And I have to ask someone to go to the store with me so that I can bring two sheets of plywood home. And that's just supremely inconvenient, you know? I'll fucking smoke it with you, bro. I, I know any, I know Throw several people who would, but like, I don't want to, you know? And so it just makes shit take longer. So I decided long ago, and I'm sure I've said it numerous times, you're like, I'll never not own a truck ever again. Like, I, yeah. I will always forever own a truck, even if it's a nasty piece of shit that I only drive to do dirty stuff in like yep. i will it's a always utility own vehicle. a truck yeah it's always. a fucking tool it's like having a tractor on a farm yeah you know we don't live in a city man sometimes we gotta buy big shit yeah you so know? we gotta move we gotta haul stuff so when we get rid of this land rover will buy a truck that's that will be the next vehicle that i purchase for yeah. myself will be a truck take out um, a, a small mortgage to buy yourself a truck yeah yeah it, Truck prices aren't that bad nowadays. They're just and if you buy new, a good truck, you know, new it, trucks are very expensive. So they're so tricked out. They got so many little oh, fucking dude. you know switchies and swatchies and fucking all all the stuff. They're oh, yeah. so fancy now. I mean, they're fucking yeah. beasts, but whew. right. But they have like you know Colorados or mm-hmm. you know even like some baseline F one fifties aren't that bad if you get if you don't I, buy a brand new one. I'll never own another Ford truck. Because I right. had that red truck and I had, I, in the short <laughs> time right. I owned it, I had to do so much work on it that I'm like, nope, fuck that. Never again. <sighs> and anytime I went into the store to buy a car part, the dude's like, so why'd you buy Ford? I'm like, fucking asshole. I didn't buy it. Like, I don't, I, I was like a screaming deal. Like, Jordan's dad sold it to me for, you know, $500 like, or whatever. Yeah. And so, like, I barely bought it, you know? So, Why'd you buy an F one fifty? Like I don't, I don't fucking know, dude. I know I didn't know. I didn't know at the time. I didn't know. And I and will now, say this: the mechanically inclined car people, they judge you a lot, dude, for what you buy. Fucking homeboy, Aaron. Yeah, you know, if God. it wasn't if it wasn't a dodge, oh my God. get out of here. Yeah, which I mean, you know, respect for those people, but like, I don't care about that, bro. Is it? Does it work? Does it get me to and from and do what I need to do? When my, I first, my truck's a tool, bro. When I first got that job at Benick, I was trying to talking a lot as I do, you know, and so irritating everyone around me because <laughs> they don't talk that much. They're like, it's a really pretty quiet environment in the cutting area. And so I was oh, there yeah. for a couple of weeks and I'm just talking up a fucking storm all the time. And so I'm asking people questions, you know, just to try and get to know people and like make myself more comfortable. How dare you and try to be sociable? Dude, the worst. And so I found <laughs> out, you know, that he's into cars and stuff. And so I was like, oh, well, like if you could own, you know, and I didn't know that he built classic cars and like had, you know, his dream car. So I was like, oh, well, if you could like own, you know, whatever 
any car you wanted, you know, like, what would it be? And so he's like, oh, fucking this and this and blah, blah, blah. I already have it. I don't even blah, blah, blah. And so I was like, all right, well, you don't need to be a dick about it. And like, I was just yeah. trying to fucking, you know, start a converse. Like, I'm just asking, you know? So then he was like, oh, well, you know, what kind of, what kind of car would you own? And I was like, I don't know. Like, maybe I was like, I might own like a Ford Raptor or something, you know, like, like a nice truck. And he was like, well, like Ford. Yeah. Well, not even that. He was like, well, that's stupid. That's uh, that truck is dumb because of this and this. And I, he was like, it's a waste of money. And I was like, well, the question was, if money is no object and you can own whatever car, so it doesn't fucking matter if it's a waste of money, does it? Like, nope. Jesus Christ, man. But you know Just, what, man? I will say. I hate people like that. People like me and you, though, we need those people. So we don't. So when our does our shit does like crap out, we can be like, hey, man, uh, can you help me figure out how to fix this shit? Yeah. For, so I don't have to spend 5,000 bucks? Yeah. Dave and has then they do. They always too. do. So, I, you know. That's dope, at least. Aaron is a dick, but he's a good guy. He so is. if whatever off chance you're <laughs> listening to this, Aaron, you're a good guy. You are. Uh, and you're- I think we even had a conversation once or twice about the fact that he considers himself an asshole, if I remember this yeah. right. And it's like, well, that's the way I like it. I was like, man, well, you know, yeah. that's fine. But he also, there was also other conversations where someone else would call him an asshole, and he was like real uneasy about it. That's, you know, well, and I he mean, would ask a bunch of other people if they thought that he was an asshole, and would like kind of pull the area about whether or not. I mean, asshole's one of those protected classes, man. I mean, you can call yourself an asshole, but the minute somebody else calls you an asshole, it's not fuck a good them. thing to be an asshole anymore. <laughs> 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 That's the way I'm going to have to justify. If you want to hear us today. philosophize on any more uh, personality traits, you can obviously follow us on our Twitters. I am at Salt of the Street on Twitter and at Alpaca underscore Donovan on Instagram. And Colin is at Big Bird Offy on both of those things. We have our Instagram at Salt of the Streets, our YouTube at Salt of the Streets, our Facebook at Salt of the Streets, Instagram at Salt of the Streets. I don't know if I already said that. You can find all this on saltofthestreets.com, which is almost done. It's like probably over halfway done as soon as we get our asses together and oh, we're done man. with our which we're working we're not too. yeah we've we've been cooking yeah it's looking really good so i'm gonna say within the next month or two we're gonna have a brand new website up it's gonna be looking banging it's gonna oh, yeah. be awesome march i guess is our web anniversary, and so by the time our web anniversary rolls down we'll have a new like episode or something? something like that yeah which is gonna be fucked because we gotta decide if that's going to be the week we want to do it, like the yeah. second week of or whatever day that was, or do we want to stick to the 12th? Right. Regardless of what fucking day Yeah, it is. yeah. So, so that might get a little wacky. <laughs> the new website uh, is is quickly approaching. Yeah, it looks really good. It so, does. So that will be uh, – I think it's very in keeping with our growth as a podcast, to be I perfectly agree. honest. It just matches overall, our set. Yeah. You know, the set. We, we're definitely on air right now, which mm-hmm. is fantastic. 100% on air. 100%. <laughs> 100%. There's no doubt about it. We are on air. Oh, my God. So, how do you want to start this off today? You want to start with the big the the big senatorial impeachment? Or do we want to hit one of some of the other stuff? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I guess let's start with impeachment. Um, okay. <clears throat> so, let's see here. Let me write down my... my oh, man. I got so Let's many notes. Before. So I'll just say this as a quick aside while you get prepared here. Yes. I uh, listening to the old Ben Shapiro show this week. Um, I haven't I haven't touched it in weeks. So fi- I finally came back to it and 
they started advertising this podcast called Verdict with Ted Cruz. Okay. And was uh, that just like on Friday that they advertised it? I think so. Because I, I listened to every episode except Friday and I haven't heard about it. Okay. So, that must have been yeah. that. Or it might have been in the end of one of the episodes. Because I've been watching I've been watching more shit on YouTube, you know? Yeah. And so I'll only watch his shit up until like the halfway point. I'll listen for a little bit longer. Oh, yeah. Because um, he they cut yeah. to like the, the tile yeah. or whatever. But if whatever he's talking about doesn't really strike my fancy, I'll just move on, you know, at the halfway oh, yeah. point. Like, it's not a That's big funny. deal to me to... Because I listen to his radio show every day, too. Yeah, no, and I don't, <laughs> I don't have time for that because I'll fucking, you know, I'll... Because I've been watching way more shit. And you can yeah. watch Pod Save America. Uh, you can watch... Cause you they can watch st- it? Yeah, they stream it every time, so you can watch it. On the, um, on the YouTubes? On YouTubes, yep. Okay. You can watch many episodes of the 538 podcast. There's a bunch of episodes yeah. of 538 that's on video. Um, yeah, because they're hooked up with like ABC or something. ABC, yeah. yeah. Ben Shapiro, obviously. The Young Turks, obviously. Um, all of those things can be watched. And which I think I, I appreciate now that mm-hmm. I started bringing Jordan's headphones into work. And I tell you, it's just taken more to like distract me from being bored. So even if I'm not watching video to be able to look over and see video mm-hmm. is just better, you know? So I brought Jordan's headphones into work too, so that I can always have wireless headphones because mine died pretty quick. Um, yeah. So I'll, I'll switch back and forth. So yeah, I'll, I'll watch all that shit on the YouTubes now, but it's. So I, it's, I got know. a guy at work that does that. He watches. Uh, he just he just puts on anime all the time. Oh, really? And he just keeps it at the base of his keyboard, and he just sits there with his fucking wireless headphones on, and just tr- fucking drafting away on CAD. Yeah. And every now and again, I'll watch over like, oh man, that's, that's a good episode, bro. What's up? His like, hell's oh, yeah, kitchen. I don't his, even know where I'm at. His hell's kitchen is fucking anime. Yeah. Hell, I mean, now he goes through waves the dude works like 70 hours a week jesus so he's always got something going on i went man so you know fucking tina right tina fucking we went into silverdale last night at like seven o'clock this bitch was still at work of course like the fuck bro like you're here for 13 hours dog on a friday normal the fuck normal bro (laughs) Doesn't you got me, me fucked up, dude. Some That's people, crazy. Man, some people. I mean, I get it in some fashion, but I get it in a different fashion. Not I there, think. bro. Yeah, not there. That's what, like I don't get that. But like, we don't me, work I in a cutthroat it. corporate environment. You know, like it's not like if you don't work that much, you're liable to lose your job to someone else who's willing to work that much. You know, shit's gonna go down the same way, no matter if you're there for 13 hours or you're there for nine hours like you're supposed to be. You know? Like, <laughs> like that's, it's not gonna be any, that's just fucking... Hey, you know, that, I'm sure it's been talked about multiple times. It just is what it is. Good God. I wouldn't let it Hopefully Tina's not listening to this. If you are, Tina... I'm sorry, but good God. Well, I don't think you and Tina have a great relationship anyways, right? You know. You really have. We've had. You're a very abrasive young man, don't you? And some people don't appreciate it. (laughs) I don't. I I have bouts of time where I consider the way that that's perceived by other people, you know? And then there's other times where I'm like, I just... Don't care. I don't give a fuck, you know, like this is kind of where I'm at. And it just comes and goes as to whether or not I'm like really concerned about it, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure what triggers those things. But every once in a while, I'm like, I don't know, maybe people don't like me because I'm an asshole. And, mm-hmm. I blah, blah, blah. and then I'm like, no, fuck that. Like, I'm not a dick. Like, I'm I'm a nice guy. I just am also going to be 100 percent honest with you if yeah. I think that you're a fucking idiot. Like, I think 
if more people were like that, it might be a little better. I don't think it's it inherently a work bad well thing, you know, in the passive aggressive capital of the world. Yeah, you know, it doesn't yeah. work well out here. People don't it's, do isn't that, isn't it? Yeah, is it particular about this area that people are like that? Because I've grown up here, you know, at so least I don't in know. my experience. But it's fucking bad, right? My, I came from the polar opposite where. I lived most of my adult life in New York for a long yeah, time yeah. before I had moved back where out. people are very bold, right? Oh, dude. Yeah. Where people will call you an asshole to your face and flip you off and then shake your hand. On their way to some, work. Yeah. It's like, that's just normal. Everybody speaks their fucking mind there. And yeah. It has developed a, a certain breed of individual and they're all like that and nobody gives a fuck because it's just, hey, I'd rather have, you know, tell me that he hates me for no reason and then not then guy's a fucking asshole rather than do things for me and pretend yeah. like he likes me when he really doesn't yeah that ain't no good it's fucking weird right it's That's, so weird it's, it's so backwards and it gets very elaborate out here man people yeah. placate people for a long time just to be like i don't i because you're not being polite at that point no you know you've crossed no. that line to like now you're just you're doing something that you don't want to do and it's disingenuous to not only your own self, but also whoever you're you're doing it for or with. Because it's like, then that's you're not, you're lying at that point, and then you're bitching about it afterwards. Also, yeah, so, <laughs> it's it's so bad. That's but it's that's really what people weird. do, man. I it's don't get weird. it. So, so if you don't like that, don't move to the no. Pacific Northwest because no. <laughs> apparently that's how Washington is. Welcome um, to the assault of the streets therapy hour. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> So you want to start with impeachment, right? That's yeah, yeah. Said. And I did want to plug that fucking oh, right. podcast. Sorry. Sorry. That was I. It's really cool the way they're doing it. Um, content wise, you know, it's Republican talking points more or less. It it's kind of nice if you're willing to just listen and let things roll because you're actually getting an inside look at to like the the way the Republican Party is thinking at this point and what they're thinking, options and possibilities because. Ted Cruz is a pretty pretty big mover and shaker in the GOP. You know, he's hanging he's out a with a big man nowadays, you know? yeah. And it's him and the execrable Michael Knowles that co-host this thing. And so with the amount of time Ted Cruz's T- Ted Cruz calls into Ben Shapiro's radio show as a like a From what I understand fairly frequently, right? Yeah, they have a pretty good relationship somewhere and you could tell there is some kind of deal worked out here where they're like they're producing this podcast and they're doing it. Ted Cruz just got to show up. We'll throw mm. your name on it. It's, but because of that, it's really good. And every day so far, right after the Senate hearings are done, the Senate trial portion of that day are done, they, Ted Cruz drives from the Capitol to wherever their studio is in DC, meets up with Michael Knowles and, I mean, they say the time on most of these things. It's like one of them, I think it was like three in the morning, one in the morning, Damn. 11 at night. So they're doing it right afterwards. Well, yeah, because the first day, that day that they debated on the rules of mm-hmm. the Senate trial, it ended at like one thirty, like yeah. at like one twenty two or something like that. They finally voted for for it to be done, um, which is yeah. fucking and weird. And to go directly from that to go and record a podcast for a half hour. It's actually pretty nice because you get a really fresh, hot take on what he got from that day yeah. in the Senate hearing. And it's and it evolves over time. The I was waiting and waiting. I was hoping because we did have the first day of o- opening arguments for the, the White House today. Um, 
well, actually, it was like between, I think, 7 to 10-ish or so this morning. Our yeah, time. yeah. Um, and I was waiting. I was hoping that, that they dropped the episode before you got here, but they did mm. it just now. So, there's five episodes out. It's really highly produced. Sounds good. The content is really uh, entertaining and engaging. Ted Cruz is a fucking natural. Natural. Well, obviously, he's a politician, but, you know. It's. I highly recommend at least checking it out for the perspective from the GOP, because you know what you're getting from the other, right. the other side. We already know, and so to get the opposite <laughs> side to actually have some substantive takes coming off of each day has been really enlightening. Um, and they've gone over things like they laid out how the the first few days are going to work, what the overall schedule is going to be for the first week or so, and then. Yeah. It's very, very interesting. And all like I, I got some notes and stuff jotted down from those that'll apply to certain things that we talk about throughout. So I'll just kind of chime in with this is what they're saying on the verdict. The final um, amendments were voted down at 1.55 a.m. Oh, yeah. that first day? Yeah, and they started at 1 p.m. that day. And you know that you cannot drink coffee or anything like that in the Senate chambers. Water or milk. Yep. Those and there's the a things. funny story about milk, too, that Ted Cruz told on the verdict. And oh, it's, really? It's so like, you know, if you're like a political nerd junkie, like you appreciate little things like that. But yeah. they're just stupid, inconsequential little things that are kind of funny. But Right. That's why it was just a weird precedent thing that yeah. you were able to drink milk. Yeah, because as soon as you make a request or something as a, sen- as a senator during that, that type of situation... Whatever the chair says is is considered precedent at that time. Yeah. And this one time, this guy asked for milk back in the 60s, and they're like, all right. And so, that (laughs) became precedent that day. And so, like, now you can have water, milk, or chocolate. Chocolate. Yeah. So, there's a lot of discussion about, like, well, now that people know that you can get down on milk, and Ted Cruz apparently was one of the first to ask. And so he, uh, I forget what they're called, like the Pew Boys or something like that, the Page Boys. Um, they're like, hey, like, you guys actually have any milk? They're like, well, no, nobody gets it, so we don't keep it. And they're like, well, could we find some? I want some? some milk, bitch. Can we find some? Give me some milk, yeah. bitch. But now they're joking, like, well, I mean, technically, it's a white, creamy liquid. I mean, what's to stop you from putting a little chocolate in there and maybe putting a little vodka in there having a white <laughs> Russian? Everybody getting sauced up. Next thing you know, it'd be like Parliament. That's really funny. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, that was an interesting little tidbit I learned from there. Um, the the overall, how this was planned out from that first day. Yeah. Uh, we agreed to similar procedures, we'll say, for the... That applied to the Clinton impeachment. So, we have the first three days, we have 24 hours of opening arguments um, from, oh, what am I talking about? From, from the, the, the impeachment managers. Yeah, the impeachment well, so managers. Well, so, the way that it's stated is that they get <clears throat> no more than 24 hours over no more than three days. So, yes. they can take three days, which they did. Definitely. Um, but they didn't have to. And it seems oh, as though... Yeah, and it seems as though the defense is going to do the same thing because their first day was today and they only went for two hours. Yeah. So, they get two more days, Monday and Tuesday, or maybe Tuesday and Wednesday. Because they, sh- they don't usually do shit on Mondays. Yeah. Which I don't know why that is, but they don't usually and do... Yeah, and they, all, they voted so that they're only working... They have to work six days a week. 
Yeah. Apparently. But. Words. And you, so you can't work on Sunday. So I don't know if they will be back on Monday just because it's a special Probably, thing. Probably, yeah. So I'm thinking they will. <clears throat> and so on Monday, they have Monday and Tuesday. And then after that, the senators, sorry, I didn't mean to no, fucking jump on you, but then after that, the senators there who are, as we've talked about in the past, you know, they're acting as the jurors in this sense, essentially. And um, judges. Jurors and judges, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so they get 16 additional hours after that, which will probably be spread over two days. Um, I think so. To two ask hour days. written questions. They get to write questions that which will be handed to the chief justice john roberts who is there you know proceeding over the whole thing and he'll read them and then they can be answered by the impeachment managers or by the president's defense attorneys yeah uh, the defense staff i don't know that's what they're called right it is the defense yeah the, i don't really or know what white house council yeah, the white house council because yeah. i don't know so they're not all white house council a good portion of them are at least council and deputy council members yeah um, but so they get to ask 16 hours of questions and then after that there will either be an acquittal by the members of the senate or they will vote to hear more witnesses and more documents and so if there is enough you know that comes out in mm-hmm. the next five days essentially that or four days that makes people republicans believe that this is legitimate or willing to vote for it yeah. then they can all they vote need to hear more witnesses all they need is four yeah and all they need is four because it's, you only need a f- 51 vote threshold right. to, just the to, majority to go that route yeah you don't need the two-thirds like we we're talking about you yeah. know um you just need the 51 to mm-hmm. get more witnesses and more documents um there was as we talked about when we were talking about this ending at 155 the final amendments as we said there was mm. a series of 11 different amendments that were pu- that were proposed by the democrats to these rules um and <clears throat> they varied from you know having witnesses i think was the very first one or you know to have witnesses was the first one then there was to subpoena the justice department for documents to you know subpoena the white house for documents to request John Bolden to testify, all these different series of things, you know, mm-hmm. um, trying to get documents and witnesses entered into the process or entered into the record. Um, and all of them failed along party lines, 53 to 47. They were all voted down, which is yeah. not supremely surprising, but is supremely disappointing um, that none of these things were were granted, you know. Yeah. I, I, like I said, not surprising. I know, not surprising. Yeah. I have but- mixed emotions on it. Um, because I think we kind of made that kind of pretty clear when we talked about it before. Like, I don't think we necessarily agree on this. Yeah, and but that's okay because it doesn't matter because it's happening whatever way it's going to yeah. happen. But like, I really don't think that we should like the House should have stuck to their guns and tried to fight the legal battles to actually subpoena John Bolton and all these witnesses and documents. All right, and so let me let me give you your. Because we, we talked about this. No, 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 no. Let me give you your deuce, right? Because Please. it was on. <clears throat> let me see. I have it written down here which day it was. Because I remember on you the making 21st. the point about the fact that the precedent has already been set. That right. this is going to okay. happen. So, so check this. On the 21st, right? When they're in the Senate and they're debating on the rules, mm-hmm. right? So there is a series of different senators there that are arguing in different capacities for or against you know, why these things should happen. So when they're talking about, I think the witness is probably, so it was probably the very first amendment. There was a Republican senator, I don't remember who it was, who was talking about how it was the president's job, how it was his duty to 
execute executive privilege in any capacity that he reasonably could decided by the Supreme Court to challenge Congress because we have a system of checks and balances. And I was like, okay, fuck me, right? I was like, that's total, like, and that's mm-hmm. a little more extreme than what you were saying, but that's the essence of your argument, that it's it's his job and his right, you know, whether or not it's his job as the president to exercise executive privilege to try and check the legislative branch because that's how this government works. We have a mm-hmm. system of checks and balances and the question of whose power is more is never really supposed to be answered definitively, you know? Yeah. And so... So I agree with you that that argument strictly on a political level. Yeah, I think it was a it's a winning thing for the Democrats to do because they say, hey, we tried everything. Yeah. And even if they could have gotten what they wanted, they they would have gotten at least the majority of what they wanted. And I've recently learned about a new Senate rule that actually makes it make makes more sense for them to do it. In the Senate versus the House. Yeah. But that is it's a really strange little statuette that kind of got weird. But well, and so one of the one of the big arguments, kind of like we were talking about from the Republicans, is that we shouldn't have these witnesses in the Senate because the House could have requested them, you know, when this was still in the House, and that's what they should have done. That's how this should have been mm-hmm. done. Which I understand, right? But the only real strong argument against that, or even semi-strong argument against that, is that there was no chance of of getting that done in in this time period, you know. Well, why is the um, time period short? First <laughs> yeah. of all, but that's don't get me wrong, I want witnesses to be called here because just re-listening to the for the same argument for 3 days. It will it falls apart really quick. It if, does and I'm going yeah. I, there I want to talk to some people that fucking know what they're talking right. about here, right. right? We have a lot of speculative evidence and I want I want to get some hard facts here that really make sense because they're I think that you could probably make a good case in their direction if right. you chose how to approach it. But the the way that it's going about focusing on you know just the the political aspect of it, like asking Ukraine to investigate his political opponent, and right. that's that's corrupt, and you're trying to cheat in the election. That's the narrative that I'm getting from this, which I don't Overall. understand. You know, that's the one that I don't understand. It is like you're talking about it, this this argument of you know, well, we had to we had to get it done, right? We had this urgency that the Democrats are talking about because the election's coming, right? It and it falls apart really quick because you start talking about the election, but there's no evidence other than this. At this point, we have to just kind of call it an accusation of interference, right? Yeah. This is the only thing that you can point to that would even begin to say that the that the election would not be fair. And so I don't understand where that argument even comes from. You know, that, well, we can't guarantee that this is a fair election mm-hmm. if it goes on, if Trump is still there to run in it, you know? Well, for for why? Like, because he's not he's not done anything that has interfered with the election itself. He tried to get a foreign government totally wrong, right? I'm not condoning that yeah, at yeah. all. But he tried to get a foreign government to look up some research, you know, some opposition research essentially on one of the candidates, which could have swayed people's opinions. But that doesn't – I don't think that that necessarily inherently makes the election 
unfair because there's opposition research, right? To talk about mm-hmm. that you don't think the election can be fair makes it sound like he's hiring the Ukrainians or blackmailing the Ukrainians to actually change votes in the election, which is not what the fuck is going on here. And so I'm confused as to where the jump in extremity comes from, from, you know, this is really scary and we got to make sure this gets figured out to he can't even be involved in the next election because it might be cheating. And well, I don't know. Oh, here's a Republican talking point for you, which I think might hold some merit to that. By continuing this narrative that he he was trying to cheat in this election, but he got caught, right? He got caught because of whistleblowers and this, that, and the other thing. So and we all don't these catch systems that we in never place. know. So, yes. Yeah. But we've also proven that, like, if he tried to do this in the nefarious way that you assume that he did – which is what the argument here is all about, is intent. But if he did this and then got caught, doesn't that prove against your own point that, like, why it's so dangerous? Because obviously he's going to get caught again. We'll find out eventually. There's enough people around him that fucking hate his guts enough to leak things to the press 24-7, write up, you know, all this crazy stuff that we've seen over the last three and a half fucking years. What makes you think he can actually get away with it? Well, especially because even before in the first, you know, in the first accusations of collusion, right? When you're talking about the Russia collusion, right? There was this whole investigation, even before there was the Senate and the House investigations that happened into the election. And then the, the intelligence community or the intelligence community did their own investigation, right? The CIA and the FBI did their complete own separate investigation because they were like, no, no. We need to check this out. Yeah. So they were even doing their independently jobs. of politics, this would have been done, which speaks to your point that if it's going to happen, even when it didn't happen, mm-hmm. we still fucking found out about it. You know, when the Russians did it and he didn't have anything to do about it, he didn't have anything to do with it. We still found out about it. We still know that the Russians had their hands in the pie. Like we talked about when they accessed the voting machines, you know, and they accessed the servers and shit like that's that happened and we know about it. Mm-hmm. You know, so we've known why, about it for a long time. How are we not going to find out? You know, especially when you're talking about, especially people from the House, right? These impeachment managers that are always talking about, oh, we passed these election measures and these election measures, and they're just sitting in the Senate. They're just sitting there. So why are you not pounding on that instead of this fucking strange election thing that you can't even really prove at this point? Yeah. You know? That's, like I said, that's why I want more witnesses. Because right. it, and, I don't know if this is how these things played out in like the last impeachment trials for the Clinton impeachment thing is like not that. a good it's, argument. They no. need to really back off of that. That's it's not. I'm, that's what I'm thinking. Because before they started talking about that, I actually wrote down here. I'll fucking read it to you, right? And then I'll, I'll it'll be amended by <laughs> what we talked about here. But before they started talking about the election, right? And you know yes. this need the urgency, and this has to be done because we can't trust the next election, right? I fucking wrote down the Democrats seem the Democrats seem to be making a stronger argument, probably because their argument is based on the Constitution and is being presented by congressmen and not most of the defense lawyers. Right. I actually wrote this down because when when Adam Schiff is up there for seven hours or however fucking long he was up there originally and he's talking about, you know, he shares this incredible quote from James Madison that I fucking put on our Instagram. And then I so good, dude. Excellent, right? They did an excellent job. I don't believe for a second that you believe that. Uh, but no, but they did an excellent job 
of explaining and portraying and laying out exactly how broad the impeachment powers are yeah. meant to be, right? Was, was this when it, that statement about the the dangers of like a king and I'm going to read whatnot. it. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. So this is from Alexander Hamilton's letter to George Washington in 1972, right? And this is a quote. When a man unprincipled in private life, desperate in his fortune, bold in his temper, known to have scoffed in private at the principles of liberty, when such a man is seen to mount the hobby horse of popularity, to join in the cry of danger to liberty, to take every opportunity of embarrassing the general government and bringing it under suspicion, to flatter and fall in with all the nonsense of the zealots of the day, it may justly be suspected that his object is to throw things into confusion, that he may ride the storm and direct the whirlwind. So does that if, not seem <laughs> so, like a, does that just you could just put that under his picture in his you bio? You could not find a more aptly fitting quote from two hundred years ago than that one right there to fit the president that is that exists now, right? Yeah. Especially if you believe what the Democrats are talking about. And even if you don't, I still feel that quote is extremely fitting to the president that we have now and therefore justifies immense suspicion about fucking everything, right? That's when you have someone 200 years ago almost writing about this is going to happen one day in the structure that we have laid out here. You got a fucking problem, dog. Like that's a... That's a problem, you know? What, what that I, truly is at its core is a warning against populism. And that's... This is this something... This is 1972, and that can't possibly be correct. What? This year, it says Alexander Hamilton's letter to George Washington, 1972. Maybe it was like 1872, typo yeah, or something. Yeah, that can't be... Maybe it's 1792. Yeah. Is when that... 1792. Yeah, what am I talking I about? I just want to be... Because <laughs> I... I'm like almost 200 years, but I just want to be direct about like, cause I was like, well, that doesn't make any sense because no. they wouldn't have been alive in 1872. No. And so, so <laughs> it has to just be fucked up here and it has to be 1792. It's like, dude, that people live for like 40 years tops back. Cause then. I'm sure there's at least one person who just listened to this and is like, 1972, you fucking idiot. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully you continued to oh, listen yeah. until now because that was just a moment ago. But yeah. So over Sorry. 200 we'll, years. We'll ago, clip that for you. There yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> well yeah what was i gonna say oh uh madison oh so so until th- until they started talking about the election right i feel like mm-hmm. they're making like an actually good argument like i said of oh of yeah, yeah, yeah laying out exactly how broad the impeachment powers are supposed to be you know and that all this argument about oh well, there's no crime here and that this isn't impeachable and this is bullshit all for me especially went out the window. I didn't I didn't buy it before because I knew that this was the case that it was political, but when you're you hear that, you go, "What?" Like, well, okay, whoa. well, fuck, right? That this the whole point of this, yeah, is is to check essentially everything. You know, like this yeah. is this is the check that the legislative branch has, like the the end all be all check on the executive, you mm-hmm. know? And it until you're talking about the urgency of it. Like, you're doing a really good job, you know? But as soon as you start to talk about that this is urgent and that's why we had to rush through it, but also, let's take our fucking time here, you know? And let's make sure that this is fair and that this is legitimate. And that's why we waited 30 days and we waited for this because we got to fucking wait. But also, we can't wait too long. 
you know, we got to do it, but we got to do it before November, like probably around July, June-ish, we need to be done. We got to make sure we use all this time possible, you know? Like, it's just a weird, like, that's not a good argument. And it's, not, it not all only, goes to shit as soon as you, yeah. you know, as soon as you get to that point. It has been from the, the Democratic side, because they're the ones that are pushing everything forth. It has been consistently inconsistent, if I could say that. Yeah. It's been a lot of hurry up and wait. Oh, wait, wait, we got to wait. Oh, wait, no, no, no we got to hurry this through now. Yeah. This is important. And I don't understand why that – I don't know understand why you would even open yourself up to that. Because the last thing people want to do is just think that you're trying to talk bullshit because you can't stick to the same – your line of argument – changes yeah. like the the reasoning for your argument changes because if you're going to try to sit here and prove intent to these to these things and try to prove that he was doing it for poli- you know purely political purposes or whatever you got to kind of stick to the same argument yeah and you can't keep throwing all your eggs in different baskets and hoping and I I don't don't understand what's going on it seems very chaotic to the point where they're doing themselves I think a great disservice um. Oh, I remember what I was going to say about that that populist thing. Madison talking about that when it comes to because we're talking about this. He's kind of describing that king that will rise up in the chaos, right, right? Right. And a lot of people think that's what there's a lot of correlations there to President Trump because he does do. That's how he. That's how he works. He he just he creates a shitstorm and then somehow navigates his way through it to the other side so he can cause another one and it just kind of gets away through all these little things every that's what every other week there's a new you know problem in in the trump administration there's some new controversy but he's still here yeah and i don't think it's so much when you look at trump for like a power type of thing power is definitely a a way to describe it but i think it's all about the benjamins in this situation he wants He's been tr- – we've been talking about for a while all the uh, the fucking Scotland trip and all Mar-a-Lago and all this self-enrichment of his own businesses and things yeah. like this. Like that is – that's what he's after. He's he's enriching himself, not necessarily trying to become overlord. He's just trying to get in, fucking get the fucking public money, funnel money into his businesses just like his dad did and just like he did when he was younger and like all this it's the same thing yeah to me but unfortunately <laughs> that's not the angle they're choosing to, to run with i mean we've talked about the emoluments clause so many times on this show i don't i just never understood why they've never tried to approach things from that angle but i don't know i don't know so overall i think i think that it's I don't know. I agree with you. I'm not sure why that isn't a more, why it isn't a stronger uh, point for them, you know? And yeah. I kind of asked Derek Kilmer about that when I was on the phone that time and he was like, I don't know, it concerns me. I don't know, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm yeah. like, I get it. But like, it, if this is an actual legitimate thing that might be happening, you know, and it's, it's a pretty easy line of logic when you're talking about taxes and your companies and like all this stuff, you know, and like, we don't have any way to prove any of this shit because you're mm-hmm. trying to fuck off about it. You and know? if anything, can we just realize that it is a, it's a much more complicated and complex world than it was back then. And we might need to try to like 
reform the emoluments clause and maybe we should start taking some extra steps to make sure that we have some some safeguards in place that if you want to become president you got to want to be president really bad because it's it's a tough process to get through or you know the uh transparency issue and like all this money stuff, like all this stuff needs to be cut off at its source and yeah. everybody needs to be guaranteed that it's happening. And I don't know how we would begin to do that, but it has to have, we at least have to start a conversation about it because it's, we've seen it over, I mean, probably administrations dating back past the Reagan era. I'm sure everybody's been doing this in some fashion because it's kind of hard to just separate yourself from your entire life as a grown adult probably with businesses and family ties and all this stuff going around every politician has their fingers in all sorts of shit and now you're going to run for president how do we know that you can cut yourself off from all that and actually be in an impartial just do your fucking job as the executive as the president and not have any forethought about how your actions are going to impact your private life back home yeah how do you do that? I don't know if it's even possible nowadays. But. Well, I think I think that's why people are more comfortable generally, maybe traditionally is a better word, with people who are politicians instead of businessmen. You know, when you're a politician and you've been a politician most of your life, you are, you know, outside of whatever money you're getting through your campaign and whatnot mm-hmm. and, you know, the backdoor deals and shit through the companies. Like when you're talking about your actual private life, the money that you're taking in through your paychecks, like you don't really have that much to to fuck with, you know, because all you're getting is just the salary that you're getting from the government. At least yeah. ideally, you know, that's what you're getting. Ideally. And, but, but when you own a business, you know, for 20 years before you go in there, you got all kinds of fucking stakes and all kinds of different games especially oh, yeah. when you're talking about you know the uh f- hypothetically about president trump you know fucking stakes and schools and fucking you know all these different Everything. things that yeah that he's tried his hand at that's like well where am i supposed to not think that you might be getting money from you know yeah. i don't and with a sleaze bag like you Got a lot of people that it's just, yeah. talk all the time about, not all the time, you know, but reference frequently him talking about giving up his presidential salary. You know, I've not taken a single cent of my presidential salary, which is like, if that's the case, I think that's super rad. You know, this last one, it was like he donated it to the opioid crisis, you yeah. know, to different things, which if that's the case, I think it's fucking cool. But I don't have any way to verify that you are doing that if you are not providing your tax returns you know i mean i suppose you could i could look up those charities you know and see if they're able to publicly disclose that there was Mm -hmm. uh, a donation in that amount from the president you know or from the white house or from the whatever but and see i wouldn't even stake my money on that kind of looking at that situation i would go in good faith for that but i can't trust that you're not making the reason you're doing that is because, yeah, money is no issue from, issue from you because you're already making bank from being fucking president. And I don't mean to say that that's something I'm concerned about because mm-hmm. it's not like on my list, especially of it's emolu- definitely real on my list of emoluments concerns. That's not one of them. Right. Mm-hmm. But that's a point that's used all the time, though. Well, why would he do that? Because he doesn't need the money because he's given up his salary. That's like mm-hmm. 
that's fine that he says that, you know, but in this world of emoluments concerns and like, I need your taxes. So I know that you're not Mm -hmm. stealing from the government. I also don't know this about you because I can't see your fucking taxes, you know? And so in a perfect world, man, we'd get monthly statements. Right. Right. So what are you spending your fucking money on? So the salary thing, like I said, is not like an everyday concern I have, you know, it's not, but when that's something I see being talked about, I'm like, I don't, I can't verify that. You Mm -hmm. know, I don't, I don't, I, which I suppose I could. So maybe it's not, like I said, I suppose I could. So maybe it's not fair. I could probably I have try a and feeling. look up. And like I said, I'm not saying yeah. that I don't think that he is, mm-hmm. but it's on the list of things that I can't be certain about without seeing your taxes, you know? And it's on the list of reasons that I should see your taxes and that you should want me to see your taxes because mm-hmm. you're like, fucking bro, I so much don't need it. I'm literally giving my money away. I'm literally giving it away because I don't need it, mm-hmm. you know? That's cool. But then why are you doing all this other shit? You know, why are you doing all these other things that yeah. concern me so greatly? Why have you, you spent, got a lot of sus behavior, man? You like, spent why? some third of your time in office in one of your resorts. You know, that co- that concerns me. I know there are apparently, you know, and I've not like <clears throat> yeah, you say just, there's a way to make it work. Can you just show that to me? Yeah. Is that too much to ask? Can you tell me? Can you and, explain to me how this by the numbers does not affect the taxpayers? Money? So let's talk about. um Let's yeah, we got a little this, off, right? No, 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 no. A little no, off. No, that's there. It's, it's relevant, especially to to what I'm going to talk about now, right? Because Hunter Biden is one of the concerns, right? When Hunter you're Biden talking and about Burisma are a big yeah, concern yeah. now, huge points of discussion, and I that's when I was on the stories yesterday. You know, that's what I was talking about. Was yeah. Lindsey Graham? You know, after the first part of hearings that day, it's like, can you imagine? What it would be like if this was Liz Cheney or if this was, um, you know, Mike Pence's son that had taken a position in a foreign country, at, you know, at one of their companies and they're taking in this paycheck. And now you're saying that there's no corruption at all, you know, it's and straw man argument much. And it's, it's another one of those things where the Democrats have, have painted themselves into a corner where they're so unwilling to give any ground at all that they can't even make the argument that absolutely Hunter Biden got that job because his last name is Biden because he fucking is doing drugs and he don't know shit about oil companies and he don't know shit about any yeah. of this stuff which he said himself on an interview he on don't know primetime TV and he probably shouldn't have taken that job he said that right yeah. so it's not like it's not like the Bidens don't know that he probably should never have worked there no. you know but they're also saying that it had nothing to do with his dad. You know, that he's like, yeah, it probably had something to do with, but no, no, I don't, and I don't mean it had nothing to do with his dad in the way that like it had nothing to do with his name, but like mm. his dad didn't get him that job there, you know, and no. his dad wasn't involved in anything going on with Burisma. And when you're talking about this crazy argument that the Republicans are still trying to make about him firing this prosecutor, you know, and that it's only done because Hunter Biden was working at Brisma. I have the only reason they fired Shokin. This is the thing that I learned from the Verdict podcast. Ted Cruz is a 110% believer in the fact that we need to look into Burisma. And he lays out a timeline. And I think it's episode three that he does it, and he's got like a tweet that he put out for some shit, which is real schemey because if you want to actually see the thing, you got to donate so much money towards something. You want to see. So the- I fucking screen capped it and then ah. just zoomed in so I could look at it. But then he also said it on his podcast. But there is on the GOP side of things. And so this is almost like a devil's advocate type of argument, right? Yeah, yeah. But this is what I'm getting from. Ted Cruz, and this is their perspective on the Hunter Biden situation. 
They think it's important because they need to prove in some way. They want to prove that Donald Trump had a an actual, you know, concrete reason. He had good, plausible reason to ask Ukraine to look into these things. Right. And that's and what they're trying to prove. So they're trying to legitimize the fact that a Burisma, Burisma which I don't – everything that I can find from back in like 2015 when the New York Times reported on it, like Burisma is corrupt as fuck. Yeah. It's run by a formerly, you know, the old Ukraine – before, you know, the invasion and all this stuff, most of the government in Ukraine were always, you know, they were Russian puppets. They right. Were all, they right, were all right. oligarchs and they were basically all the same type of people. And this was the dude that founded and ran Burisma. He was one of those oligarchs. And so there was a legitimate concern for corruption because Burisma is the natural gas company of Ukraine. It's yeah. the biggest one. And that oligarch was also the... Minister of Natural Resources, which was, you know, it's it's mafia type stuff. You're handing out your own construction contracts and licenses and yeah. shit to your own company, so you're making hella bank off the government's, off the people's money, right? Right. That's what you're doing, and that's what was happening. And the the reason why the Biden situation happens is because one of Biden's one of Hunter Biden's business partners, a guy named Devin Archer. Who he somehow or other he was also business partners with John Kerry's son, um, who was while he was Secretary of State. They're running of course around he was. nepotism of course money. He was. Man. Yeah, this is this is a cottage industry in high level politics. It it is it always has been a thing. Kind of people that aren't the ones that can't kind of crack politics and business the right way, the official way. They just use their fucking name and people pay them a shit ton of money so they can have a semi-close tie with somebody in the government. It's a very normal governmental nepotism thing. It happens all right. the time. So, Doesn't mean it's right. So anyways, his buddy Devin Archer gets on at on the board of Burisma and then this was April 13th, 2014. And, and that's how Hunter Biden gets on there? Yeah, that's how he gets on there. So a April 13th, 2014, <laughs> he gets on the board. April 28th, 2014, um, the Brits actually, their serious fraud department freezes $23 million in assets um, from Burisma, uh, accusing them of money laundering. Yeah. Right. And it was on May 12th that Hunter Biden gets named to the board. So, less, you know, about a month after his buddy gets on, he's he's now got a spot at the table. And in between that time period, there's some shit goes down and, and internationally – Somebody's coming after them, right? So the speculation there is they're trying to – they're assuming that there is some kind of speculative evidence that the reason he got hired at Burisma because his name was Biden and that would set the government up because the oligarch and everything's well-connected to the government to have a good line to the Americans because Joe Biden is the vice president. They can – you know, it's a good line of contact to have yeah, to help kind of maybe get this thing gone. Um, which is which is all well and good, right? Yes. I, I have, which is all well and good. I'm it's all, dirty, but I'm it's down, all kind of just whatever. But I mean, I mean the fact that that they would want Hunter Biden to be there to corroborate this is all well and good, right? Mm -hmm. I think that's fine. I think it's legitimate. Well, we're not done yet. We're right. not done yet. All right, because keep going. It, 
this is important because this is why they they focus so much on it. Yeah, yeah. So December tenth or December eighth, the New York Times reports that Victor Shokin, the prosecutor general, is now investigating Burisma and the oligarch that's in charge. This was twenty fourteen, right? Twenty fourteen. Okay. The end of twenty fourteen. Yeah, yeah. February 2nd, the oligarch's- 2015. 2016, sorry. Um, The oligarch's home is raided and his assets were seized. Yeah, yeah. Um, February 11th, 18th, 19th, um, Joe Biden, as vice president, calls the Ukrainian president on all those days. So, this is all happening within a week or two of this guy's house getting raided. On February 21st- um, Burisma lobbyist contacts the State Department requesting a- the- Deputy Secretary of State um, to have a meeting, and apparently in writing, I haven't found this thing, but Ted Cruz exists. It's in writing somewhere. Um, they were telling the Vice President that, or the the government, the the State Department will say that Hunter Biden is on their board, and so for whatever reason, they choose to disclose that, and so all that stuff kind of in place. The timing looks weird. And then you talk about that. Remember that? I don't know if you saw the video of Joe Biden bragging about uh, going over to Ukraine. I've heard the, the fucking, audio many times. Yeah, I've not seen dollar, the video, but I've heard the audio many yeah. times. Yeah, and that's he brags about say going in, over there with a billion dollars and say, if you don't fire Victor Shokin, you're not getting your fucking billion dollars in loan guarantees. Yeah, and then six hours later, they fucking he was fired. Right. So the speculation there is that Joe Biden went in there to flex his vice president muscles and say. You need to fire this guy because he's investigating the company where my son's a fucking on the board of directors and he's going to get caught up in this. So you got to fire his ass. Now and, Joe Biden is corrupt. And so they're arguing that it just so happened to line up with international interest that Victor Show can be removed from that position because that's from what I understand that there's an international consensus at that time that Victor Shokin himself is corrupt yes. and that he should not be in that position. And so Joe and I think Biden- we've talked about that before. We have, yeah. And so that's, that's why- We've talked in the past that Joe Biden doing this requesting that Victor Shokin be removed as inspector general it is not ludicrous, right? It's it's because maybe it, he was he was corrupt and Burisma being as corrupt as he it was, is, he would have verified kind of, it's verified internationally yeah. Victor Shokin was corrupt, right? And There's so, no question about that yeah. anymore. So the concern was there'd be some kind of maybe quid pro quo thing where like you just kinda let this Burisma thing go. And then me as Victor Shokin, I'm corrupt as fuck. You just kind of get me in on the loop and we're good to go. So get him out. Get somebody solid in the words of Joe Biden. We got somebody solid in there. Yeah. And then I don't know what happened to the Burisma investigations after that. But that's kind of. After that, Burisma was investigated and found to be good to go. That's yeah. like I've I've. I've heard that in the previous hearings, and uh, I'll try and because I think if I'll anything, try and fact check that. But the I oligarch is probably the one who's corrupt as fuck, and he's just using his company to launder money and make himself a super billionaire. Yeah, and it doesn't necessarily mean that the company itself is corrupt. They might have been being used or been in. You know, the board might have been in the know, but this is the argument they're using. To try to call Hunter Biden in so they can justify Burisma as a an, a just target of an international investigation into corruption. You know, that's kind of what they're using. The They're using Joe Biden's 
a, you know, his little uh, power play with the billion dollar loan guarantees to get somebody fired as an example of a a diplomatic quid pro quo that happens all the time. So there was, you know, President Trump asking for the investigations as a quid pro quo was no different than that. Right. So, so, so let they're me, trying to tie all these things together. So let me respond to that, right? Because this is what I addressed in these stories and shit earlier. This is kind of what uh, Lindsey Graham was talking about, right? Mm-hmm. I think that that's all well and good. If that's what happened, then I think that it, you know, may look into there's, it. I there's think that's a fine, proper right? way to do that. There, Right. That this is not it, this. Even if you have him come in, even if you have Hunter Biden come in and testify that all that shit is correct. Yeah, it was sus as fuck. All this happened for the president to ask a foreign government to investigate that is a thousand percent improper. A thousand percent mm-hmm. for him to tell the Justice Department, hey, I heard about some shit. You guys need to pair up with the Ukraine, with the inspector general over there now, and investigate what happened. Mm-hmm. That is how that should go. And yeah, you I don't should care. use your channels at the State Department I and, the, and the what Department anyone, of Justice. I don't care what anyone says about like, oh, well, what's the fucking difference? The fucking difference is that it's a thousand percent improper. It's crazy improper. It's mm-hmm. it's not right. That's it, not how it's done. There's processes for things like this to happen, especially if you're talking about an American family that's at the base of this investigation. American citizens. If you're talking about American citizens that are here, especially politicians. Fuck, man. You can when use you're the talking CIA. about them, right? If you're only concerned about the fact that there's people in the Ukrainian government that are corrupt – that's different, right? Which not totally, but there's it's it would be way less yeah. inappropriate for you to say, hey, maybe you should look into some shit because I was talking to my attorney general and he's like, hey, this looks really weird. Maybe you should mention this the next time you talk to Vladimir Zelensky, right? That would be less inappropriate. But the fact that there is American citizens and American politicians at the core of this suspicion, it is so crazy inappropriate. To not ask, especially Bill fucking Barr, dude. Of all the people you've had attorney general, fucking Jeff Sessions and now Bill Barr. <laughs> do you really think that neither of them would say, yeah, I'll do that? I know. Of course. You know, yeah. whatever you say, we'll Mr. It. Trump, do you – here, let me wipe my chin. Yeah, whatever, <laughs> whatever you want, you know? So I just – I think that it's ludicrous, right? I understand and it's I like agree with the half, investigations, right? You are a half step away from but it doesn't, doing it the right way. That does not validate what you did. Mm-hmm. That is not make it okay, you know? I so I don't understand it. I, I get I get why they would want to have him in there. And yeah. I support it, especially if you're gonna allow the Democrats to call witnesses. I think the one for one thing, you know, that Adam Schiff is like, oh, this isn't a fucking whatever he called it, like a tag team or a yeah. – I don't remember what he called it. But like when they're going back and forth, that one witness for one witness, I think that's totally fucking fair. You yep. know, totally fair. If you want to talk about fairness, then you need to be calling the same amount of witnesses even if you think that it's illegitimate. Mm-hmm. And if if that's really a concern, then I think that everyone should have allowed John Roberts to decide whether or not someone was relevant to the discussion and whether or not they should testify. Because that's one of the amendments that was voted on was mm-hmm. that John Roberts could could decide, you know, whether or not he thought that the testimony of a particular witness would be relevant and it still got voted down, you know? Then what's what's really going on here, right? If yeah. you're not even willing to let the fucking chief justice of the Supreme Court decide whether or not something is relevant, 
then what are we really talking about here as far as fairness? Now, does you this know? harken back to the, the House investigation where they refused to call any of the Republican witnesses certainly. and stuff like that? It's, certainly, but I, yeah. It's a weird kind of red flag yeah. that you're sending up. Yeah. Why are you doing this? It's weird. You preach fairness and I... I You've got all these things that you can point at, yeah. you know. One thing that we should again discuss, and I... So let me let me hit this first, and then we'll talk about that because I want to talk about the fact that the Republicans continue to talk about the president being barred from any process in the House, right? Yes. Because that's totally a fucking lie, and I'm really irritated about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have notes here from episode seventy, right, when we were talking about all these things that happened with Burisma and the investigations. Yeah. So it was in February 11th and 19th, like like you said, Biden again says that Shokin needed to go. March of 2016, Viktor Shokin is ousted by the Ukrainian parliament. In May of 2016, Yuri Lutsenko is the new prosecutor general. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. January of 2017, investigations into Burisma holdings are ended, minus one oil sale that they did. In June of 2017, Rudy Giuliani meets with Viktor Poroshenko and Lutsenko. Uh, in May of 2018, the Ukrainian officials stop assisting with the Mueller investigation to preserve relationships with President Trump. In March of 2018, the election was happening, and Lutsenko will lose his job when Poroshenko loses. Lutsenko makes allegations about Biden's about Biden in the 2016 election, and that's where that whole discussion oh, yeah. of the impropriety started. Was when Lutsenko and Rudy Giuliani were talking, and they came out with this. Yeah. The only reason this stuff that is were even eventually a thing. withdrawn. The uh, only but, reason this is a thing is because fucking Giuliani got involved, and he's over there looking into fucking Burisma. Right, and, and the, so the the next prosecutor general. Um, Yuri Litsenko was the one that ended the investigations. When yeah. he got into office, he's the one that ended the investigations. Not poor uh, fucking whoever it was that got ousted before. Victor Shokin. Shokin. Right? It wasn't Shokin that even no. ended the investigations. No, they it was kept the, looking. It was the next prosecutor general. So this that's why, you know, mm-hmm. so not, I, I'm not saying that it shouldn't be looked into because it's awfully suspicious, you know. Yeah. But I also think that if you're you suspicious. you got somebody in there that was solid and now he's not investigating. But I also, in fairness, and I, you know, I'm hesitant, you know, to even use the term like whataboutism, you know, because that's, I think, yeah. kind of weird. But. I'm, I also think that if you're arguing, you know, that it's super inappropriate for someone to get a job based on their name, you know, then I think you have people in the American government that you need to be looking seriously at, you know, that it's like, well, why, why is Ivanka Trump working in the White House? You know, why is Jared Jared Kushner Kushner the head of peace in the Middle East and fucking all these other things? Like when they have no reason to, and they don't have any experience in this. You know, you're just, your question is about experience. Like, yeah. and again, I'm not trying to be like, well, what about this? But if you're talking about somebody who's no longer president, right? But you have somebody who's actively president right now who has the very same suspicions, right? Yeah. Then what? Something about we, uh, you know, people in glass houses shouldn't throw rocks or something. Seems like really that. weird, right? right? And that's, so it's, yeah, it's a little, in, in honor of fairness, you pot know. calling the kettle black. Yeah, yeah. In say. honor of fairness, you know, if that's really part of the concern, then we should look into what happened with Hunter with Hunter Biden and why he got that job there. Mm-hmm. And then we should also look into why the fuck Jared Kushner is doing what he's doing and why Ivanka Trump is doing what she's doing. You know. And then you have to go down from there. How many of you politicians? What are your kids doing? Yeah. You guys are they out there touting your name, getting fucking hookup deals? Because you know they are. But that's just, what can you do about it? I don't know. I didn't make a McCain get on The View. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's 
like, geez, dude, her dad had to die. Okay. <laughs> she was on the view well before her dad died. Yeah. So I knew that I had it in here somewhere about that what is happened good. with those investigations. Yeah. But yeah, so it, like I said, it wasn't even. So at so, the end of it, do you have to determine whether or not those were legitimate uh, targets of investigation? Or is it more about it makes the process of either. how he went about it? Or is it the fact that he should have just been like, no, not, I don't care about that. We're past that. It's all, he's running for president. I can't fuck with it right now, man. It's like, the- send it down. I mean, I don't know how you would do that as the executive branch and be totally scot-free. I mean, you could try to announce it in, through the DOJ or something like that or ask congress to look into it maybe i think is like, the i think is the oh as the even president, as the doj as the it's the justice department that's well, it the justice, you ask department the justice department and the state department right yeah all executive branches yeah which he's the boss of that's what i'm saying so it's still sketch but it's it's at least going through the proper channels you know okay. that at yeah, least yeah, yeah. you're you know if he asked the justice department to look into it he's mm-hmm. not he's just said hey look into this and at that point it's onto the justice department it's them doing it it's you know he's not asking a personal favor mm-hmm. of another country or of another official you know as the as the executive right he's allowed to make or ask the justice department to do whatever they want at that point mm-hmm. they don't have to they can say no yeah they like, have this to, is unlawful right or, but they hey, have to at least they got yeah. at least open up the window to see whether or not it it warrants an investigation and if yeah. it does then they'll do it and at that point it's totally unbiased at least as far as unbiased the justice department is you mm-hmm. know and then you i mean you're talking about the fbi and the cia they're going to be doing the investigations you know if it's yeah. something in the Ukraine, then the CIA is going to be over there. They're going to be on the ground. The FBI is yeah. going to be working with the government. I mean, what's so- to say? Throw in just let's throw a noodle against the wall, see if it sticks. What's to say this wasn't orchestrated from within the Biden family to implant Hunter on the board so that he can confirm whether or not something was corrupt and they can go after Mr. <laughs> Shokin that way? I'm just you know just trying to get yeah. trying to draw some strings together. I, the whole I thing. I think the the best case scenario, uh, which we, is extremely unlikely, right? Mm-hmm. But if you're a Democrat, the best thing to do would be for for Adam Schiff to to come out and say, or maybe he would never do this. So maybe Hakeem Jeffries, right? Okay. Because he's like at least one step back. The best thing would be for Hakeem Jeffries to come out and be like, okay, so we decided that Hunter Biden should come and testify. Right. And then after Hunter Biden comes and testifies, they need to, as a group, and this also involves Democratic senators. That's why it will never happen. Mm-hmm. Democratic senators, Chuck Schumer included, needs to be like, you guys are right. That's sus as fuck. That's super suspicious. Looks really weird. We, mm-hmm. we should look into it. I think the DOJ should look yeah, into it, but they can't do that. Now. But wait. But after he says that, he should, I know they can. That's yeah. why it will never happen. I know that, but this is, the for them to come out looking the best yeah. and to actually be able to make an argument for fairness, right? We've been telling you there's nothing here. Yeah. Listen to him tell you there's nothing fucking here. Yep. But when he's there and he's like, no, you guys are right. It's fucking – or even if he doesn't, but the, the but the Republicans are able to trap him in some shit that you can't deny it. You know, the same way the Democrats are like undeniable proof. Yeah. The Republicans will say that about Hunter Biden and the Democrats should be like – that's pretty sus. You're right. It's really suspicious and we should look into it. And I agree, but 
the Justice Department should do it because that's the way that this should have been done. And so even though I agree with you that this is really suspicious and someone needs to look into it, it doesn't change the fact that the president acted improperly and inappropriately in his position by not telling the Justice Department to investigate it as we just did as Congress. Yeah, when you he know? tried to take the reins himself. Yep, that's inappropriate. That, yeah. And it's abuse of his power, especially even if even if the defense spending has nothing to do with it. The fact that it's happening at the same time and the president didn't do this, totally inappropriate. And it gives the appearance of impropriety. Right. Yeah. Just like Joe Biden and Hunter Biden both said that yeah, maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't look good. You're right. You know, maybe it didn't look good and maybe we should have talked about it more. But yeah. at the time I decided I, he was my son. He's an adult. I'm going to let him do what he wants. I'm not going to talk about it. Maybe yeah. I should have. You're right. The same way, like you said, Hunter Biden said, I can see why it looks inappropriate, but it wasn't, you know, the same way that they said that. That's, that's what you got to do. You know, if you want to come out. Even looking like you try to do the right thing. Yeah. That's what you got to do. Unfortunately, they can't do that because they've spent the last three days saying that there is nothing there, that it's totally debunked. There's nothing. Which, when you look at, when they talk about the angle of the server, the investigation to the server, because that was the other investigation they were asking about. Well, the server thing's total horseshit. That's why they, that's where, yes, that is totally debunked. Conspiracy. It is, it is an actual conspiracy that has, you're correct, has been debunked, is no longer valid. I hate to do this. So, can you hold down the fort for five seconds? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Because um, I don't want to leave this yet. <laughs> yeah. But I got a piece so bad. No. Just tell right. me what the what the company is called. What's a uh oh wait, I wrote it down because I couldn't remember it. Where is it? They it's, say uh, it's, not, blah, 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 blah. it's not cross point. That's something no, it's, else. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I got a piece so bad I can't think. That's the problem. I'll I'll tell you when I come back. <laughs> So, what we're talking about uh, this this conspiracy theory is is that there was, you know, I believe that we've talked about it before as well. Um, crowd strike—that's what it is. Crowd strike. Um, and so, the president <laughs> asked the Ukrainian president uh, Viktor Poroshenko about crowd strike, which is uh, has to do with the conspiracy theory where. An American company worked with a Ukrainian company to, you know, move a server to the Ukraine and was hidden there by the Ukrainians and not a physical server as the, the president seems to think that it is. But, you know, the uh, server was hidden in the Ukraine that, you know, had all these emails doing with the Democratic National Committee and all this. And so this has been debunked, right? It's no longer um, a valid idea even in the slightest and so it's (laughs) they keep talking about it you know they keep bringing her up and i don't know why it's even still being discussed right i understand why the democrats have to say that it's not important because the republicans are still talking about it but i don't understand why the republicans are still talking about it are we talking about the crowd Crowd strike strike. server did you remember yeah damn it (laughs) i'll let you down bro that's all right why is it still being talked about? Yes. Because uh, cause Giuliani is involved and he's crazy. I can't come up with any other. Because, I mean, I even you hear it from even Ben Shapiro. Like, this is dumb. This is bullshit. This is a total conspiracy theory. That's yeah. not right. Some 
do you even know how servers work, bro? Right. I mean, do you understand how the internet works? I know you don't because you're a thousand, but like, you don't get it, man. That's some bullshit that somebody's feeding you and you're eating it up because yeah. you're dumb. So I don't, I don't know, man. It does. Besides, it doesn't fucking matter. What do you, I mean, unless you've got some vendetta about still trying to lock her up type of thing and you're trying to, which I don't know, which is, God, even if that's true and you totally believe it 100%, how vindictive for no reason are you? She's burying herself, man. I mean, Literally, unless. Hillary Clinton's burying herself. Yeah, oh my gosh. Don't you know that no one likes Bernie? They're don't you know? I, is it just me? Well, okay, before we move on to anything else. Yeah. Through what we've seen thus far, and the one day that we haven't, obviously, from this morning, um, do you think that the Democrats laid out a narrative that just, you know, that speaks to the two articles of impeachment that they filed obstruction of Congress and abuse of power? I think that, um, like I said, the first day, especially mm-hmm. um, when they're talking about, you know, the broadness of the powers and there was a timeline actually that was laid out by Sylvia Garcia. Um, and I have pictures of it here. Just one moment. Do, 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 it was. Um, <clears throat> let's see. President Trump demanding an investigation solely to benefit his 2020 re-election. Um, what the fuck? So this isn't the right timeline. But she had a she had a timeline of like media reports, mm-hmm. right, having to do with the president, and then him also choosing to like look into certain things and have Giuliani look into certain things, you know? And it it did a really good job. And I, I wish I could find it. So I'll try and find it. And, I mean if you go and you watch the first day, that's obviously gonna be the best way to find it. But it was Sylvia Garcia whenever she was testifying. Yeah, she she had these two different PowerPoint slides that, you know, certainly did a good job making it look like these investigation requests from the president to Rudy Giuliani had coincided, you know, with reports with Biden doing exceedingly well in the polls and like mm. him being projected to be the president in certain states and in like the overall, you know, election. And so the idea is, is there, is this correlate, does this correlation mean anything? Right. And does it have to do it right? Uh, making it look like, like I said, that it, this, these requests benefited him yeah. solely, you know, and had to do with his political. Yeah, which could be yeah completely with this, with this political campaign, you know, circumstantial correlation, or yeah. you never know. Yeah, you and know, so, correlation doesn't always equal causation, but sometimes it does. Um, I think that if they if they made that argument we were talking about, they would be in a mm-hmm. better position. You know that that you're you're right, or even if they didn't say that you're right, if they just said that this wasn't the way to go about it, to ask the Justice Department was the way to go about it, then they would have a stronger argument. Mm-hmm. But I think they really need to step back talking about the urgency of this because that takes away validity from their argument because it just – it opens up more places to poke holes in it, you know? Yeah. And when you're in a situation where you may not get any more witnesses or more documents, you need to have an airtight fucking case and only be putting things out there that make it apparent, mm-hmm. right? Only things that are like, like I said, airtight. You can't be putting shit out there that's like, we can't even trust them in the next election, you know? That stuff that makes you look 
increasingly partisan. You know, there's already oh, yeah. people. Ben Shapiro was already taking shots at the impeachment managers being partisan because there's no Republicans on there. So, which I, I, I can understand, but when you have literally not one Republican willing to even consider anything being said by the yeah. Democrats, then why the fuck would you have any Republicans there? If you don't think they're going to try their hardest to actually prove that the president did this thing, then why would you have them there? And let's you know? not lie about what this really is. This right. is the Democratic Party attacking the president, the Republican Party. This is what they're that trying may to do. or may not be legitimate, you yeah. know, and which is still to be foreseen. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and so to me, the, the political question here is that it's over for right. the Democrats. They, they, I mean, they have their questions, the senator questionings, right? So that might open up some things. Depending on how the questions can be asked, there's some really good senators, at least yeah. as far as. Asking questions, you know, to elicit certain answers. I think that there, and it, I think it also depends on, I don't know how it goes with like John Roberts telling people to answer questions, you know, like if he's going to ask the question and he's like, you didn't ra- actually answer this question. Why don't you, you yeah. know, try again? I don't know how that's going to work. So I'm really interested to see this because I have no idea. Um, if he is just going to take whatever the answer is the first time around, mm-hmm. then they are going to have a harder time getting shit done, you know, because all those lawyers up there, especially Alan Dershowitz and shit, be really good at answering Democratic questions in a super particular way to not give them what they're asking for, yeah. you know, but to still answer the question in a sufficient enough manner to say that he actually answered it. Mm-hmm. So because there is. Politically speaking, there's absolutely no way that, as it stands right now, this thing is going anywhere else but acquittal next week. Yeah. Unless, through their opening arguments and whatever their answers are going to be during questioning, the best hope they have at this point is trying to convince Susan Collins and Lisa Murkowski and kind of the usual kind of waffling Republicans to cast enough doubt in their mind that they will consider a vote for additional witnesses. Yeah. Because all they need to do is get four. Mm -hmm. And so, at this point, they know they can't win on what they have, so they're trying to get at least four of those Republicans to just say, hey, I'm not going to vote acquittal at this point. I just want to know more. I just want to know more information. Yeah. And I think... By bringing up the Hunter Biden stuff, maybe talking about Burisma just a little bit, talking about because they've been opening up more and more towards the tail end there, kind of giving a little bit more reason to uh, maybe a little bit. They're muddying the waters a little bit more. Yeah. And that might be to just kind of try to convince a few people that, hey, I just want to know more. One. Because they have a chance to get through this thing if they can. Because if they're they're going to call if they can call witnesses they're going to call John Bolton yeah for sure that's in my mind that's what they're going to do they've been talking about that for a long time Hunter Biden's coming in and if they vote to bring in witnesses Hunter Biden is coming in and Hunter Biden is coming in Ted Maybe Cruz has Joe confirmed Biden. that yeah as of last night he says yeah that's what that's where we're at right now that's yeah. what's going to happen and and then if I would imagine that it'll be just a single one for one. Um, it may not be. I, it kind of depends on how that whole situation goes. But I wonder if they're able to get Mitch Mulvaney in there. 
Mick Mulvaney, whatever the fuck. They can get anybody they want to go in there. And I'll tell you I mean, the Democrats is what I mean. If they're going to be able to get the Republicans to okay Mulvaney, you know, that's going to be a fucking... I think the idea is a a vote from those four senators to get more witnesses witnesses in kind of goes hand in hand with assuming that they will vote to just, okay, you guys want those ones in fairness? Boom, boom, boom. Tit for tat. We get one for one. Um, but there's a little known rule apparently in the Senate, and I don't know if it's just for impeachments or not, but this is that strange little statuette Ted Cruz was talking about. These, you can be compelled by the Senate to testify, period, Words. full stop. Word. And you can, you have a couple of choices there. For somebody like a problematic witness like Hunter Biden, who would most certainly probably go in there and plead the fifth, um, they can offer him what's called transactional immunity. So they can say, okay, anything you have to come testify or you're going to go to jail. But anything you did wrong. Anything you say here that will incriminate you. You're good to go. You're good to go. No pleading the fifth while you're here, though, exactly. motherfucker. That's, and that's yeah. the way they're thinking it It will work out. Let me ask you this. Um, Which would be fucking wild. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. So let me say two things. I got something to say and I got a question for you, right? Mm-hmm. And then we can move on. Um, so I think that the 16 hour, as the 16 hours of questions is going to be really vital for the Democrats, right? Because the 16 is. hours of questions provides them an opportunity to do kind of what we were talking about, you know, to answer a question and to say, you know, we, we agree or not even say we agree, but if, if they say, even if that is the case, that Hunter Biden did these things, you know, and he can verify that if he comes in here, when he comes in here, when we vote to do, you know, when we hopefully vote to do witnesses. Yeah. Even if that is the case, and even if he does verify that, that does not, you know, validate the way that the president went about this. And we need to investigate further why this action was taken instead of the proper route. And I, they have the opportunity to do that in this questioning and to not totally go back on what they said, you know, to say, even if, right. I don't believe it, but even if that is the case, yeah, it doesn't, you know, and I'll tell you right now, there's no way that's ever going to happen. No, but but (laughs) they have the opportunity, you know, it is, and so, it's a golden opportunity to, if they really truly cared about essentially taking power back from the executive branch and kind of keeping a tighter rein on the executive branch, this is their opportunity to do it. And it, I will tell you right now, this is going to be a golden opportunity that will be lost and will be regretted in 50 to 60 years. It's in my mind. I think that's what we'll, we'll look back, if you will, on the history books. And that'll be the one thing is like, well, why didn't they, why didn't rain, why didn't they take this opportunity to rein them in? Because this is a blatant example of what can go wrong. Yeah. You get presidents that's, that circumvent the entire infrastructure of what, of how it's supposed to go about, like the DOJ and the State Department. No, I want my guys over there looking into some shit. I want my guys because I don't trust nobody else. It's like, that's the, what do we have this weird, you're completely dis- dismantling the the use of an entire executive, multiple executive agencies, because you just want to do it yourself. Yeah. So let me ask you this, right? And this article that I just got a notification about is semi-relevant. 
This is just the headline of this article that I just pulled up. It says, quote unquote, get rid of her. Listen to President Trump order an ambassador fired while dining with key players in the Ukraine affair whom he's denied knowing. Oh, did they find out? So they got the, I heard there was like some audio. So what I was going to ask you, right, is what is the possibility? Do you remember when all this shit with James Comey is going down? Word. Right. And Michael Flynn era. And the president is like, Comey better watch out because there might be tapes of his of our discussion. You never yeah. know, right? Mm-hmm. This is totally just a question. It's it's not, you know, this so this is relevant because maybe maybe there is, you know, but do you think that it's possible that the president is dumb enough, and I'm gonna say it dumb enough to be secretly recording conversations in his office? That he's keeping like for his own private record that could one day be called into evidence just like the fucking Nixon tapes were. Because you'd have to be a fucking idiot to be secretly recording nefarious conversations you're having with your cabinet and your staff. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to be an idiot. When we live in a world where we've already had a president have to leave office because he did that. I think we should just you know, go ahead and get an Alexa in the Oval Office and just keep it there. And then we can just ask so, Amazon to so send us whatever they're saying. I don't – I would like to think to think not. He has been – he has proven himself savvy enough in that kind of – I don't want to say subterfuge, but like the way he goes about – you know, things with his lawyers and some of his lawyers, obviously through Michael Cohen, we apparently have tapes or recordings or things, um, which apparently hasn't gone anywhere or they're sitting down in the Southern District of New York court still. But um, I, d- I just don't, he doesn't strike me as that incautious a person when it comes to walking the line. And, you know, we've seen it from the way he, you know, he's perceived to give his orders through like roundabout requests yeah time and time again and he can always have his ability to say well i didn't say that you know i said it would be nice so but i so wasn't saying this that. right um i'll just read some of this new york times article that is here right for an hour one evening in 2018 president trump sat around a table in a private room in his washington hotel with a group of donors including two men at the center of the impeachment inquiry talking about golf trade politics and removing the united states ambassador to the ukraine the conversation captured on a recording made public saturday contradicted mr trump's repeated statements that he does not know the two men lev parnas and igor fruman who went on to work with president's personal lawyer rude giuliani to carry out a pressure campaign in ukraine the hour-long recording a video shot um, on Mr. Fruman's phone during the dinner in April 2018 confirmed Mr. Mr. Parnas's account of having raised with Mr. Trump criticisms of the ambassador to Kiev at the time, Marie L. Ivanovich, and the president's immediate order that Ms. Ivanovich should be removed from the post. Get rid of her, Mr. Trump can be heard responding. <clears throat> the recording was made public by Mr. Parnas's lawyer, Joseph A. Bondi, hours after the president's lawyer began presenting their defense in the impeachment trial and as Democrats looked for leverage to persuade Republicans to support their calls to expand the inquiry by calling new witnesses. So we've talked about this <laughs> in the past, right? That the president it was 100% in his right to get rid of, you know, to fire whoever he wants. All to he had fire- to do was say... 
to sign a thing and said, well, you're fired. But to fucking... To but have to be your asking do weird it? Rudy Giuliani cronies to look up information and find things out about her so that you can get rid of her is fucking weird. Just fire the bitch. You can do what you want. You can do what you want. And that's what you argued after you did it anyway. Is It doesn't matter because I could do what I want. Mm-hmm. So who even cares? But now to fucking lie about it, I've never met them before. I've got no idea. I don't know. Now you're fucking, you're telling them what to do. You're on video now, apparently, telling them what to do. Which, you can't solely argue that they, they're not under your employee, you know, or at least under your command. You can't make that argument now. This is initial reaction, just so everyone knows, obviously, <laughs> that it came up as we're sitting here. So I read you the first three paragraphs of this article. That's where we're at, right? But if that's the case... You can no longer say that these men were not under some form of your control, command, direction. Yeah. You know, whatever word you want to use. I'm not trying to use a more extreme word to make it sound like whatever. But it, mm-hmm. if you're telling them what to do, that takes away – it also it also removes this layer from between Lev Parnas and Igor Fruman and the president – that the Republicans were arguing before is that, oh, well, even if Lev Parnas does come in, it's just more hearsay because he's only going to be able to tell us what he was told from Rudy Giuliani, who was supposedly told that by the president. But if now you have a recording of those two men at a dinner with the president, he's telling them what to do. Mm-hmm. Lev Parnas now and Igor Fruman now have firsthand accounting of a conversation they had with the president in which he directed them what to do. So, you could then argue that he may or may not have firsthand accounting of the other conversations that he's saying that he had, and that it's not just hearsay from Rudy Giuliani. You yeah. know, I mean, if this is if this is a track record, how many other dinners did you have where somebody was recording a tape? Maybe do you these guys? Do they have any more tapes? Yeah, you know what I mean. The timing is interesting. Hour long video, huh? Oh, well, we ain't playing that on this show. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll just set up the tape. We'll wrap up. We'll be out of here. <laughs> um, well, that'll be interesting to see uh, how that unfolds. First reported by ABC News on Friday. Okay, so let's break this down a second. He's at a dinner with these Giuliani surrogate cronies, and he is telling them to get rid of her. Again, that calls into question, well, why don't you just get rid of her? But other than that, just because he doesn't – just because he is refusing to fire the ambassador himself doesn't mean that, you know, they're not going to fire her still. I don't – trying to think. It's like, why would you not just fire her and have your cronies do it for you? Yeah. That that kind of gets suspect. It doesn't necessarily mean anything to Ferris because it's still – if he doesn't want to do it himself, he could tell people that work for him to do it. Because he's still going about it in a roundabout way, but he's still firing her. It's still his prerogative to do. But I'd be curious to hear that. Uh, I'm going to have to listen to that tape there later. So, yeah, this is from Mr. Lev Parnas. The biggest problem there, I think, where we, where you need to start is we got to get rid of the ambassador, he said. She's basically walking around every, telling everybody, wait, he's going to get impeached. Just wait. Mr. Trump asked for the ambassador's name. Mr. Parnas said, I don't remember. Mr. Trump then said, get rid of her. Get her out tomorrow. I don't care. Get her out tomorrow. Take her out. Okay? Do it. 
Um, so that Why also does he always have to say the same thing five different times. So that also points to where that the reports came from of you know her telling everybody, "Oh, he's going to get impeached. Just wait, just wait." Which she said under under oath that she didn't say. Yeah. So if there's other people, I can I feel that now if these two men come in. Lev Parnas will then also be asked about people where he heard that Marie Ivanovich was saying that shit so that they can try and corroborate that. And if they can corroborate that, that bitch is going to jail. She's going to fucking jail. You can't lie under oath like that. Fuck no. And if you said some shit, just say you said it. You're like, listen, I thought that he was. And obviously, we're here right now with the impeachment trial. So what's good? But, <laughs> but, so technically, but you I shouldn't be lie. saying that shit. Yeah. And you definitely can't lie under oath. And man, if they're able to point out that she's lying under oath, that blows up that whole shit. Half those witnesses that came in are going to be done for, you know, anyone they can even poke any type of hole in because the Republicans are going to start arguing. Oh, you got one person who's lying under oath. They're fucking all lying under oath, you know? They're all part of some fucking deep state scheme that yeah, just uh, when things were starting to get boring, right? Yeah, God, it never stops. Well, that might, and it's how <clears throat> is that going to come into play? Is it going to come into play? You know, I, I would imagine you'll start having outcries from yeah. the House because the Senate can't necessarily talk about that right now because that's not part of the impeachment, but it kind of is. That is abuse of power. Is that evidence to more abuse of power? Or I don't know, man. Like I don't know if it's I don't know anything necessarily. Interesting. Jeez. So that was from New York Times, huh? Yep. Yep. Originally reported by ABC. That's some shit. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I honestly don't know. Um That's very strange. What you would classify that under, you know. Inappropriate, but that's not yeah. I don't know what you would call that formally. Yeah. I mean, I can – somebody that would argue like, well, you said you didn't know her or yeah. you didn't know them. It's like, well, have you met Stormy Daniels? Because right. that was the thing too where he insisted he had no idea, blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay, yeah. I paid her. Whatever. So, I don't know. We'll we'll see. There's – just add more onto the pile. <laughs> Never gets old. That's crazy. And just think. We keep going the way we're going. We'll have four more years of this shit. Yeah, but that's a topic for another day. That's wild. Yeah. Okay. So, listener request time. Yeah, let's do the listener request topics. Um, so let's see here. Do you want to start with the car tabs or the smoking? Let's do smoking real quick. Okay. Let's get uh, some. Uh, you want some beer chachos? Yeah, some blood, space bloods. Oh, word. Some space bloods. Oh, some space bloods. All right. So maybe I'll, will well, you can hear me anyways. Oh, it opens. Oh, it does open in. Oh, we can't. Fuck. We didn't think this one through. Want to take a quick break? Yeah. All right. We'll be right back after we grab some beer chachos. Welcome to the salt of the streets, coming at you every week with this food for thought. Hope you're ready to eat. With everything going on in this nation, we need some information, and that's why salt need to be stationed in your rotation. With real talk and real topics, real people, real problems, think we need some help to solve them and leave it up to Colin and the Donovan. Right, Cause that's the what, what's that? Up, oh. man. And we're back. 
with some space blood, our favorite. Cheers to the space blood, my friend. Thank you very much. Absolutely. I'm going to have to figure out. We're going to need a beer fridge in here quick, fast, in a hurry. Mm. Okay. So we're going to talk about a listener request. Um, this was the federal the federal level raising the the legal smoking age to 21. And this happened, I don't know, a couple months or right after Washington <coughs> State actually passed a very similar law that did the same thing. So we that, passed ours in November and then it – or it wasn't yeah. passed. It was just made effective in, uh, in January 1st. Mm-hmm. So – And this was – I know we talked about it at the time, the Washington State Level 1 and mm-hmm. some of our general opinions on it. But overall, now, this well, is on the, the federal level. And the federal one was put in – it was snuck in with the last budget that was passed, yeah. which was around Christmas time. Yeah, remember and, when Trump yeah. said he's not going to sign in your omnibus yeah. bu- you know, deals? Well, I'm really surprised that Mitch kind of let that one go through. I wonder what he uh, he got in return for giving that up. I don't know. I have no idea. But I can only imagine. In a giant omnibus budget bill, God knows. Yeah. So, your thoughts on the legal smoking age now being 21. So, I'm ashamed to say initially I just didn't give a shit, right? Um, I didn't give a shit because I'm not... I'm 25. We're because past that, I don't right? care anymore. Yeah, it doesn't affect me. I don't smoke cigarettes, you know, so I don't. This is all opinion right here. Um, cause this is just my initial reaction, you know. Yeah. I also personally think that smoking cigarettes is bad for you. So the harder it is for kids to do it, the better, you know. Um, <laughs> but I don't think that it's really up to anybody to tell an individual what they should and shouldn't do or what they can and can't do, especially mm-hmm. if you're supposed to be an adult when you're 18, you know? Thank you. Yeah. I think that that's really weird that something arbitrary, you know, because it's not like smoking cigarettes, like lowers your inhibitions or anything like that. You know, it doesn't like fuck you up. You don't, it's not, you don't get high from it other than, you know, like the head high or whatever. But yeah. when you um, first, do right, but it, as yeah. far as like actual highness, you know, like you don't yeah. really get high from it. No. So you get a like a five to ten minute nicotine buzz. Right, right. And so that's if you're going without for a while. Well, and the alcohol thing is like super arbitrary. You know, 21, I know that's like a weird age to decide that mm-hmm. when you're 21, then you're old enough to know how to handle your alcohol. You know, I know I'm not really sure how that itself I mean, it's came really about. Strange um, how it coincides with the ability to rent a car for the first time. Well, and in some in some states it doesn't. Like here, you have to be like twenty three or twenty six. I think like there's a oh, bunch really? of states where you you have to it's be over twenty one. Yeah, it's not because when we went to Michigan, I was twenty one, but we still weren't old enough to. Or maybe in Michigan we were, but in Washington you're not. Like you'd be like twenty six here. I think. Oh um, yeah, yeah. I remember and, when I was that age, you had to be twenty one to legally rent a car, but your rates at that time were. Three times as much as it would so have been that's if you were 25. So maybe that's what it is. Yeah, because it's also your car insurance goes down when you're 26. You know, I don't mm-hmm. – that seems really weird. But there's a whole bunch of things that like being 18 doesn't matter anymore, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't – I don't get it. I think that it's weird. <laughs> you know, I think that it's really weird especially because I feel that if – as a kid who smoked and did all kinds of drugs, right – 
kids are going to do what they want to do. Like they're going to figure out, you know, a way to do it if they want to do it. You know, Mm -hmm. it's, I used to stand outside of gas stations for hours at a time asking dozens and dozens of people to buy me a pack of cigarettes. Was clerks out back then? Uh, Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, But yeah, for hours, we would stand out there and just ask people that looked like they might be willing to buy us a pack of cigarettes, you know, and you would have to ask probably a 100 people before someone finally would because and a bunch of them would be like, that's fucking illegal. I'm not doing that. Like, that's. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to go to jail for buying you cigarettes. You no, know, you're trying to find a grown up version of the kid that was standing outside. But exactly. Four years exactly. Ago. <laughs> and eventually you would. And they would be like, yeah, I'll do it. You know, I got and you. they would buy you a pack of cigarettes and you move on with your day, you know. And when you got a little bit older, you found places that, you know, may or may not ID you when you went there. And those mm-hmm. are the places that, you know, you bought liquor from and you bought cigarettes from, you know, there's they're going to find a way. If they want to find a way. And see, know? I don't know if I could say this just from my life experience or if it's just kind of the way it is. I promise you it's but true. But like, you know, between the ages of 13 to 21, you're finding ways to get alcohol. Always. And yeah. I don't see why that would change. Any, It wouldn't be any different for smokes if you're trying to get smokes. Right. I mean, kids are going to do that. No matter what. And when we passed our state law, I think we talked about part of the reasoning being the fact they're trying to protect children from vaping and younger ages and all this this garbage. They were referencing studies that, you know, X amount of people or most people started – smoking before they were 21 and so if we can make people wait until after they're 21 to smoke then they probably won't want to smoke anyway yeah and or we're just going to make it harder at least right which is going to at least give us some a net positive in the numbers i guess but and most of the people at least in this state are still more concerned about vaping than smoking because teens are smoking cigarettes less but they're vaping more um and the Vaping ban that went into effect federally, I guess, leaves like tankless shit. Juices and stuff is like still good to go, but it's it's the pods, you know, the jewels and stuff, the the pre made ones oh, that yeah. you're not supposed to buy or that you're not allowed to buy anymore, other than like the the mint or whatever and the regular ones. Uh, but as far as like juice, flavored juice and stuff, you can still buy on the internet as long as you're 21, you know. Um, I had a copy of, let me pull this up real quick, um, the actual page from the FDA about their their comment on it, because mm. um, the FDA is the one that sets those laws, the Food Drug Administration. Oh, really? Yeah. And it's just like guidelines to stores or something like that. They have a little caveat that is now loading, if my internet will be faster. Oh, I got like four things opening at once. But, yeah, essentially it's I, – I want to say that there's language in there about vaping products because it's that all-encompassing tobacco product, which vaping products, they count as a tobacco product because there's nicotine in them apparently. So, on December 20th, they say – December 20th, 2019, the president signed legislation to amend the Federal Fo- Food, Drug, and Cosmetics Act and raise the minimum federal age of sale – of tobacco products from 18 to 21 years. It is now illegal for a retailer to sell any tobacco product, including cigarettes, cigars, and e-cigarettes, 
to anyone under 21. Yeah. FDA will provide additional details on the issue, blah, 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 later on. Um, so, yeah, federally, you got to be 21 to use any tobacco product. Yeah. And I know it's kind of a tired thing to hear, but I'm never going to get over it because it is the absolute truth. We have set the arbitrary date of your 18th birthday as the date we decide that you are a legal adult. You can be found guilty of federal crimes. Mm-hmm. You can be sent to federal prison. And do life in prison, yeah. Yes, you can join the military and go die for your country. But you cannot, because the government says you cannot, because it's bad for you, you cannot have a cigarette, you cannot have a cigar, you can't come home on leave, have a glass of scotch, and smoke a cigar and, with your dad in the hot tub. Yeah. You can't do that. That is not allowed because you're not old enough. Yeah. Try to justify that to me, please. Nobody can because there's, there is no objective reason to pass a law like this. If you look at the numbers, I guarantee you, if you had actual solid numbers, which are going to be impossible to get, but we know it wasn't that long ago, 13 years old, not hard to get cigarettes. Not hard to start smoking. No. Not hard to start drinking. I was... And it's, it continues to this day. I was 15 when I started smoking cigarettes, probably. 15 mm-hmm. or 16, you know? And I've... Who's that, your phone? That's you. Not me. Oh. It's something. Something was dancing. Is wow. it that? I don't know. That'd be a weird thing for a Groupon notification on the iPad, but that was weird. That is so weird. Anyways, yeah. Um, so I started smoking cigarettes when I was when I was fifteen, you know, and mm-hmm. I got cigarettes easy until I was fucking twenty, you know, when I quit smoking. So uh, only two of those years was I legally able to buy cigarettes, and I mm-hmm. still got cigarettes the other three years. I don't. I smoked weed that whole time. I bought alcohol that whole time. You know, I drank that whole time. I did all kinds of other stuff. I just, I don't see how this is gonna. No, I do stop that. But I agree. I don't, I don't, it is and is not tired. You know, the talking point that, or the point that you raised. Tired, but doesn't necessarily mean it's not true, you know? Right. And that there's no type of exemption or anything you know wrapped up in this for like military personnel or like anything like that you know i I don't remember if it was a private conversation we had or if it was on the show but i've always felt as long as i've had an opinion about it you know if you're going to be 18 years old and you're going to enlist in the military there should at least be a bar on base that you can go to you know that you can go to if you're not going to drive or like you live on the barracks or something and they know that you're going to be fucking fine why the fuck should there not be a place that you can go and drink when you you volunteered to possibly give your life for the country, you know, but you're not allowed to fucking have a drink, but mm-hmm. you can do this? You know, that seems really weird. I don't, which I I can also understand how that, like, doesn't wash for people who think it shouldn't be 21 for anything, you know, that it doesn't, if that's the case, if the people who are in the military are old enough you know, at 18 to have a drink, then why isn't a regular person who just chooses not to join the military old enough when they're 18? Which I don't, I don't fucking know, man. I have no idea. You know, like I said, that's, it's an arbitrary age to decide that. I don't, I don't know how that came about. There's probably some type of research, but you know, and the more libertarian argument of the fact that the government is telling you that there's 
there's products that you can consume because it's bad, but for just you. not yet. Yeah, not right now, and it's bad for you. Yeah, you know, you're not old enough to decide yeah. whether or not it's really healthy for you. And when you do go buy it, we're going to charge you a shit ton of money for the luxury of being able to buy something. Package that's like ten dollars here. It's like ten dollars. That's yeah. super expensive. Ten dollars is York a City. lot of money. Don't go yeah. to New York City, bro. How much is it in New York City? I mean, last More time, time I looked, it was like fifteen bucks. You are fucking kidding me. No. That is absurd. Oh yeah, I thought ten dollars was absurd. Well, fuck. Now it's it's illegal to. I want to say it's illegal to vape in the city limits. Really? I want to say. I'll have to. You know, don't fucking check. Pack me on of that cigarettes one, in but. the south, you get for like five dollars. Oh yeah. Or in Alaska. What is up with that? Alaska's Alaska was a dope place too, but that really? was something I don't know if we talked about before. But like for a long time, the military had the standard of. Whatever the state laws were, wherever you were right. stationed, like you had to mm-hmm. do that. Like you have to quit smoking if you're 18 years old and get stationed in Alaska because their legal smoking age was 19. Yeah. For whatever reason. And again, I don't know how you can justify a law like that other than to say that it's bad for you. In yeah. which case, you can't justify that because alcohol is fucking bad for you. So is, I mean, shit, half the food we, the FDA approves is bad for you. What are we actually talking about here? You just don't like this industry because it, I for I don't know for whatever reason. Well, there's a lot of people, um, especially in this state and other states where there was vape bans already, that feel like it's showing preference to big tobacco, right? Because yeah. a lot of these vape companies and the vaping stores, you know, are going to lose the, what small business they had left because or a. A section of the small businesses they had left because now all these people who between the age of 18 and 20 mm-hmm. can't come into their store and buy shit, you know, yep. it's now just the people that are 21 and up. And so they already had their revenue cut at least in half in most of these cases in the vape stores when they couldn't oh, sell yeah. juice anymore, you know, I'm sure, like probably more like. 90%. Right. And so all they could do is sell pieces and coils and tobacco flavored juice, you know, that's, and now a section of their clientele is being cut out. I know there was a whole slew of businesses that, that closed after that happened here. And I can't imagine, you know, and so there's a bunch of people arguing that it's showing more preference to big tobacco, that they don't even want people to quit smoking, you know, Mm -hmm. because they're just going to make it harder to get. And, you know, it's weird. And I, I don't know what I'd have to look and see maybe some of the legal battles on the state level or something, but like I could imagine, an industry forming together, like the vape industry forming together, trying to get enough money to get some some lawyer support and sue the state over essentially lost wages because yeah. they decided to outlaw their industry overnight. Um, but I don't know if that would wash because it's a vote of the people type of thing or if it was just a legislature thing. I kind of uh, well, not remembering. It was in- a legislature at least in Washington State, as far as the vape ban, right, mm-hmm. was a 120-day temporary ban that ends in early February. That's right. But Jay Inslee said that he intends to to try and make it permanent, you know, which well, I believe would have to be a bill that's passed because mm-hmm. this was just like an emergency power thing that he did. Yeah. So if it's going to be something that happens forever, but I don't know that he has to do that anymore because it's already done federally, you know. Well, I guess if you want to not outlaw the, vaping, that's still you've yeah, eliminated yeah, 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 the juices and yeah. stuff, right, right. You've eliminated so. your target market, which you actually haven't, because unless you make it illegal to import 
from the internet. Because you can still buy it online. Yes. Yeah. And so you would have to make it. And I don't know. You can refill them little jewel pods too. Yeah. So you can get your own juice and still be rolling around with your little jewel pod. Yeah. So and you could, I mean, since it's been banned here, you can still buy it and have it shipped here, you know? Yeah. So I guess I am, I don't know. And you can still, like, people are, like, making their own, you know? They're just mm-hmm. buying the components. Like, it's super easy, you yeah. know? Yeah, I work and, with a guy who used to do that. Yeah. Because he used to just vape unflavored stuff. Gross. Because he was doing it to get off cigarettes. Yeah. And he didn't still. want it to be that pleasant. So he didn't want to have, like, a nice, you know, green apple or some fucking tasty oh, dessert. Because he wanted to get away from it. So he no. just vaped nothing I for used a while. to just quit, and I still wanted something that tasted good. That's yeah. gross. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and like the the ingredients to make it, they're like food products, you know. They're yeah, not they're vegetable not, glycol, right? Nicotine salts, and that's about it. Yeah, you know, it's it's, it's weird. weird. Yeah, you can add some. Um, what was the other one? Probably polypropylene glycol something or something like, like that. that. Yeah. But you know, that was that's the uh, the old VG PG. Yeah, yeah, yes. So yes. you know, the VG is what gave you your big clouds, and the the EG is what uh, brought the flavoring across, or something like that. I don't yeah, remember. I remember that. I there remember was some that. fucked up science when they people they first started out. doing the mods and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What do you want? 40, 60s? <laughs> yeah, 40, yeah, what yeah. Do you want there, bro. Oh man. Oh, dudes, I fucking all forgot the dudes all about had that. gauged ears. Yeah, they all had piercings, and it was a really weird. I hated going into vape shops towards the end of my vaping career because I was like, "Dude, what are so you? Douchey. What are you? Yeah, so why is it douchey. such a douchey industry, yeah. man? Like, I get it, but don't. So why you gotta douche it up, douchey. man? Come it's on, because it's kids, and that's it's why, and that's what they're fucking going after, you know, and that's why they're trying to. They but that's that the thing. Cool. They're not legally like kids, though, are competitive they? Competitive vaping competitions, you yeah. know? It's the it's, fucking coddling of the American mind. There's no 40 year olds competing in the competitive vaping competitions. Oh, there's so. a few, but yeah. no. Yeah. Those are the, the 40 year olds that date 20 year olds. Those are all <laughs> young, bro. The ones competing in the competition are younger than me, bro. They yeah. have to be. I used to know some real big, hardcore, burly motherfuckers that were big time vapors. The dudes that would work at the shipyard or something like that that would hang their giant mod off of a necklace. Yeah. You know who I'm – you got a member of your family that was into that for a while. I don't know if he still is. John. John's still into that shit. I mean, and them motherfuckers, I mean, they're big fucking – they're not no Red's little – on it. Yep. You know, they're not little fucking hyphy boys. He don't work in the shipyard, but he does – he have he has that mod thing on yeah. a, on a lanyard he's a legit, on his neck. He's a legit fucking dude that – Yeah. That likes to vape like that. And he be vaping. That's you know, for sure. I, he, ain't, he ain't competing in no fucking cloud competitions, but, you know, he's the type of person that you walk into that, you know, he orders probably just online because he wouldn't have gone in there and deal with all the little douche nozzles. Yeah, I don't want to air him out, but he, you know, he does whatever he does. Yeah. You know. Yeah. He seemed like a cool dude. But the, I John's a really cool guy. Like he that. helped me do a lot of shit in Dax's room, actually, yeah. because he does electrical stuff. You know, that's it's very handy. Yeah, yeah. And so he, I don't like to fuck with electricity. Nope. I just it makes me super nervous. So super happy. My brother is an electrician. <laughs> yeah. So John helped me do all the all the electricity in Dax's room and. Help me get like the wall started, and then I finished all the walls and all the shit by myself. Mm-hmm. It's a good ass fucking room I built in there. I don't know if you've been in there, but it's solid. 
So Dude, I don't know. I haven't been to your house in a while. It's quality. Quality room that I constructed. Yeah. I'm a huge fan. I saw some videos of it. Yeah. The worksmanship was quite quality. And that fucking door that you built. Bro. So badass. The door, you know what I'm saying? It's such a dope door. door. Yeah. <laughs> so, to tie it all up, there's nothing we can do about it. I mean... If there's lawsuits Not in place, to be they're too already in. About it, but you know, um, now that it's federalized, yeah, it's fucking shameful. But it's the world we live in now. It's this coddling of the American mind certainly, and body. Certainly, from the libertarian section of my mind, you know, I don't really. Is it not up to me to decide? What I do with myself. Yeah. You, know? you can lock me up and throw me in a cage for the rest of my life. But I but can't, I can't smoke <laughs> fucking cigarette. tobacco. Yeah. Fuck you. I don't uh, even think that. I can go get blown up and mangled by a roadside bomb. Maybe not even killed, but I can lose my legs and have everything in my life fucked up and have PTSD yeah. forever. But I can't come home and have a beer. I truly feel at the very least there should be an exemption for military personnel, yeah. you know, at the very fucking least there should be, because you know, and not by anyone's fault or that they shouldn't, mm-hmm. but if you get fucking deployed to the desert, is anyone going to really say like, you can't smoke cigarettes because you're 18 years old? Mm-hmm. Fuck that, bro. If you're deployed in a combat zone, I would your ass pray to cigarettes. God that your commanding officer is like, do what you want. I'm yeah. not going to enforce some fucking, yeah, smoking law while you're walking around with a fucking M4 in your hand. You know, I'm not going to yeah. do that to you. Like, that's, I would, that's what I want. You know, if, if the defense spending comes from my taxes, that's what I want you to do with it is yeah. to allow people who are 18, 19, and 20 to fucking smoke cigarettes while they're in a combat zone. Yeah. I want bases in combat zones to be fully stocked with cartons of fucking yeah. Marlboro. Yeah. I so just that don't. If they want them, they got them. Right. Like I said, I don't agree with it at all, but I feel if, if that's what's to be done, you know. Yeah. Let the let the kids smoke, you let know. Let the kids smoke. Let them. So it so it said. <laughs> that should be another T-shirt. Probably. Let the kids. So smoke. Don saith, so it shall be. <laughs> let the kids smoke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, let the I kids like smoke in quotes, and then put like the the Don three fourteen. <laughs> there's a little blasphemy for you. That's a good one. I like that one. Let the kids smoke. Yeah. So that one's coming at you, Jay Hines. You know who you are. Um. Now the big one, I I went down so many rabbit holes on this one because it got real interesting. Yeah, this is the yes. So this was the initiative that we passed last November in the state of Washington, right? It's the it was an initiative pushed forth by the illustrious Tim Iman, who is now being prosecuted for the theft of a seventy dollar chair from Office Depot or some shit like that. This is that back. what he's still – is that still the thing or is that a different – That's a different thing, I think. Oh. I think that thing's long since Right now, he's being sued for campaign finance, but I was yeah. unable to understand exactly what the deal was with that. So it, it was, I saw the video, dude. It was weird. He's like rolling around, kind of like I trying to get people to I saw the video, yeah. He just rolls out with the chair. It's like, what are you, what are you doing, are you doing, dude? <laughs> Did yeah. you think you bought that? Okay, Did you buy so, the chair? Yeah, so it was an initiative that we voted on last November, Initiative 976. Yes. And it was to reduce car tab fees to $30 because I think it's like $85, at least in Kitsap County, right? It's super – it's it's very – you don't know. You're just going to go in. It's about 85 86 well, it, bucks. It used to be even more because yes. it was – 
very dependent on how much money your car was worth. According um, to well, – we'll get yeah. into that. So, let's right. lay it out. It will, like, I remember like if you had a new car, you could pay over $200 Easy. for your tabs. Yeah. And yeah. I don't think it's quite so much now. It used to be more expensive. But Yes. Um, and there's a reason why it was that way because yes. of the way the system worked out. So, the actual uh, the text – and I think this is important to talk about because of something we'll get into later. The actual text in the bill said that this measure would repeal, reduce, or remove authority to impose certain vehicle taxes and fees, limit annual motor vehicle license fees to $30, accept voter-approved charges, and base vehicle taxes on Kelly Blue Book value. Should this measure be enacted into law? Yes or no? We voted for it 52.99% to 47.01% with 100% precincts reporting. So that went, that passed. And then immediately the governor and Bob Ferguson decided to put out a statement saying that they essentially will try to comply as best as possible, telling a lot of the Department of Transportation aspects. So our Department of Transportation in, in the state is called Sound Transit. Right. Right. And this is in actually this county. In, in this in this county area. Yeah. Region. So they have a district. Yeah. It's right. the Central Puget Sound Regulatory Transit Authority. Yeah, yeah. And that's very important because Sound Transit sounds like a private company. Right. It is not. This is a, it's a public, government entity. Yes. This is a government agency. Yeah. That we're talking about here, which is funded primarily right. through the gas. Or the car tab, Taxes license on, fees, on and tabs. all yeah. this. And there's so many. It's like 30-some dollars their particular yes. fee, right? Because that actually hasn't changed, but it's all right. the extra shit that gets added yeah, to like it. It's like $32 or $38. It's a very, it's a strange amount of money, Yeah, I there's think. like a $2 fee for Clean Air Act, a $2.5 fee for this and that and the other thing. There's and there's all these different things that go into making it And that's up. supposed to go to the roads. And in Washington State, we have a lot of ferries. There's a lot of people, a yep. surprising amount of people that don't know what the fuck a ferry is. So a ferry boat, right? Uh, do you know what I'm saying? You go places or people come here and they're like, I want to go on the ferry. And you're like, yeah, fucking why? why? Yeah, I don't, fucking why? Anyway, <laughs> so something we take for granted here is, it's like is the ferry system. To, but like New York and want to Staten drive Island over the ferry. Yeah, the Staten Island ferry or yeah. the, they want to drive over the Verrazano Bridge. You're like, why would you, in God's name, would you want to do that? Yeah. <laughs> I used to have to drive across that thing all the time. It's terrible. So, so twenty dollars a pop. Fuck that. Just saying. So we have a ferry system here. The ferry boats. You know that you can. There's mm-hmm. several routes. All you know, all over the sound that you can go to different places. And yep. um, so it goes to the ferries, the roads. roads you know, there's all kinds all of different of yeah construction projects, projects upkeep. Yeah. yeah, all that shit. A light rail. You know, it has to do with the light rail and shit and yeah, uh, all that. And so with. The passing of this bill, there was some, there was some authority left to uh, Sound Transit because they have special taxable regions that they have, and so you'll be in different areas, you'll get taxed a certain thing because they can't touch that money. Right, right. It's really weird the way all this money is allocated and reserved for certain things, and so it's like a you know it's like a one point five percent tax here, a two point two five percent tax somewhere else, and just in the various areas. So that's gonna remain no matter what happens. Um. But the the real impact we're talking about here, but what happens by reducing all of that that revenue essentially overnight is going to th- completely implode the entire transportation agency in the state because they will run out of money. And this right. includes things like the state patrol 
are partially funded by the, you know, I yeah. mean, they are funded by a portion of that coming out of the transit authority. Um, and so they're looking at a $4.2 billion loss over the next six years, approximately $700 million a year. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's like 10% or something like that of their budget, right? It's, a, like, it's a lot. Like, yeah. It's a lot. I mean, for the governor to come out and to announce to all agencies that they must essentially hold back any spending to absolute necessities that tells you that, Hey, and he put out a statement said, we're going to try to see what we can do and figure out how to do this until then. Everybody just do the very minimum you can. Y'all are going to get paid. So 11% of sound transits, roughly $2 billion yearly income. That's what it is. (sighs) Dog. And the city car is revoking the city car tab fees. Um, such as the $80 in Seattle for added bus service and road work. Mm -hmm. And so it's obviously should be noted. If you live in Seattle, you may or may not own a car, you know, but if you do own a car, you're getting fucked every year when you have to renew your tabs. Yes. Probably for $200, you know, you are paying a tax on the privilege to drive and own a car or own a car, I should say, and drive it on the roads. Yes. Which is. Very common in very liberal cities who are pushing to get vehicles out of the city, which Seattle is one of the worst traffic cities in the entire country. Oh, it's fucking, fucking country. horrible, right? Oh, it it's so horrible. Bad. So bad. And so it's obviously something they want to push for because it's, yeah. Seattle's not built to be a driver city. It is really not. Um, so, yeah. anyways, this is all happening. And as of right now, it is tied up in a legal battle. Um, immediately they decided to, the, the amalgamation, or no, it's not the amalgamation. That was the old, <laughs> sorry. The amalgamation. Yeah. So. Let's the, hear it. What's it called? The Washington State Attorney General Office is asking the Supreme Court at this point to essentially let the car tab cuts take effect. Because they're having is, to defend it. Yes. Yeah. Because it is, we pass it as a vote of the people. Right. And so the state has a duty. Fucking the attorney general has to defend the decision. And he is not a big fan of stuff like this. So, no. And there's a lot of. And there's a series of states and or cities and counties that are that are the ones that are suing this. It's like a coalition of all these different cities and counties Mm -hmm. that are trying to overturn this because they're also, you know, then they're going to have to put up the money for all these construction projects that are going to be have to cut without this money from the car tabs. So in the initial legal battle, a judge has blocked the measure temporarily from going forth until this gets sorted out. And they're going to, they're going to figure it out because literally, I mean, as fucked up as it sounds, like you can't cripple the entire transportation industry overnight. Well, so you can, right? And you probably should because you shouldn't have been fucking around with people's money, anyways. But one but, of the weird things I found out about it, right, is that even even if it does go into effect and mm-hmm. the car tab fees get cut to thirty dollars, there is and that's still, just a license fee, right? Just the license fee, right? Gets cut to thirty dollars. Yeah, there is still money that Sound Transit will be able to collect as far as fees go. Oh yeah. Um because they have like they sold a shitload of uh 
of bonds. Mm. They sold uh, like millions yeah. of dollars worth of bonds. And they also took out a couple billion dollar credit line with the federal government. And so they've borrowed all of this money. And all of these car tab fees that they're charging are just getting paid right to the federal government. Yeah. And so it's already – the money's already spent anyway. And it's already just being repaid to the federal government. So the federal government will be damned if they're going to allow some fucking state to – not pay their bill so that we can't pay our bill, which we don't ever do anyway. But that's, you know, yeah, how, how, like all this money is already paid to the feds anyway, you yeah. know, which I think is super fucking weird. And so, yeah, we've passed this an initiative, you know, which on one hand, I'm like, well, fucking a right. Like it's, we decided as the people, you know, this is America and we decided this is what we're going to do. But now you're saying that there's some weird bureaucracy in the background that is inhibiting us from actually doing this because you've like sold parts of your company to people in the form of bonds and, and also borrowed yep. money from the government. <laughs> like what the fuck? <laughs> Somebody's trying to make a too big to fail argument, essentially. Yeah. In the same kind of way we got to have, we got to, this has got to be around. We got to get bailout. It's been running all fucked up and wrong was, for the last few decades, but we got to keep it running. There was one person. It is uh, Senate Transportation Committee Chairman Steve Hobbs, Democrat from Lake Stevens, right? He got asked about, you know, what's going to be done about this whole deal. And he said, my intention is to do the cut regardless of what happens because you don't know what's going to happen. I'd rather just get ahead of the game on this one. Our job, excuse me. Is to balance the budget, and that's what we're going to try and do. And I feel like that's the right – personally, as the way that I look at the government, I feel like that's the right way to do it. Hey. The people told you to how this yeah. is going to work out. So do your fucking job. Figure out how to balance the budget with the amount of money that we're going to give you because we decided we're not fucking doing that anymore. And, and that's how America started is fucking yep. taxes, bitch. So and if you can't figure yeah. it out – We'll find someone that will. Yep, exactly. We will quickly replace you, and you are aware of that. Yep. So I appreciate that this man is aware of what his job is, or at least what his position is in the state, you know, yep. that he knows that he is a servant of the people. He like, does so not if, work for Governor Inslee. No. He works for – I mean, he might technically, but right. Governor Inslee works for the fucking people but of the, the state. Yeah, and the people have just told you that we're not going to pay this money anymore. Yep. So I appreciate that, especially from a Democrat from Lee Stevens, right, that's like, listen. Seems this weird. This is what we got to do. You I know, mean, Chris this Pratt is, came out of Lake Stevens, yeah. and he's running the farm now. <laughs> I think that um, one of my favorite. Oh goddamn! You got this. It all just. <laughs> yeah, it all just <laughs> fell right out. Melted of my, away. Um, well, yeah. a little Happy history I wanted to add to this bill because it is shaping up to have very similar consequences. Yeah. So again. In 1999, Mr. Tim Iman got an initiative, the, essentially the same initiative passed. Right. And it was voted by the will of the people for, oh, I actually got the numbers up here too. I wanted to show you 56 to 43%, essentially. But unfortunately, it was just like this one. It was thrown into litigation and it was sent to the Washington Supreme Court in which the Amalgamated Transportation Union Local 587 versus the state of Washington were able to successfully defeat the bill on essentially wording problems in the bill. Yes. And they called out some very interesting 
um, clauses that were stated in there and that there was uh, essentially money that it did not speak to, that it affected and all this stuff. And it, I mean, it is a billion and a half pages that ultimately did rule on the side of the union who wanted it pulled and it was ultimately pulled. And so they lost the court battle after the vote of the will of the people was passed already. Yeah. And so we're now wondering what's going to happen in litigation. Is this going to be another essentially kind of fucking loophole win for the courts in the state? Or I don't want to call it the state because technically the state is us, but whoever's suing the bill or suing for the bill right now. The state or the cities and counties. Yeah. And yeah, and then the uh, the state attorney general office is having to try to defend this thing. And Tim Iman doesn't feel confident in the way that the attorney general is defending the initiative. He doesn't think that he's trying hard enough. No. Um, and also, Sound Transit has argued that they should be able to continue to collect their fees because in the district in which they operate, the initiative was was voted no, was voted down. Yeah. And so they think that because the people in the district in which they operate in it should be fine. Yeah. Should be fine. Which I right. Think we can just keep doing it. Super our thing. funny. So like, that's you guys are assholes. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's kind of where it stands right now. We're in litigation and unfortunately I do not have a warm fuzzy about it passing. Yeah. So if you are one of those people that's waiting on renewing your car tab, expecting to pay like 45 bucks, I wouldn't count on it. You know, the I, lowest I think that this is the lowest that someone could pay is like 42 and some change or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's like 42.75 or some shit. Yeah. And originally, <laughs> I discovered that originally it was, you know, his original argument for trying to pass this initiative was. The way they determined a car's value. 43.25. 43.25. The way they determined a car's value was essentially based on, it wasn't MSRP, but it was something similar to like a, a, a retail value based off of a depreciation scale that was provided, provided by the car manufacturers. Mm. Which is why the minute you drive a car off the lot, it's worth... 40% of what you bought it for. Right. And so people are going, well, that's fucked up. That's wrong. You got insider trading going on in here, essentially promoting not only their car industry, but also funding more, funneling more money out of the taxpayer's pocket and into the government purse so that the car industry can, can walk away from it. that's Jeez. Tim Iman's original. Yeah. His original kind of angle for, for bringing that initiative forth. And locally, just for people who don't live in Washington state, cause we have, a lot of people who live a lot of different places. Yeah. Tim Iman is well known locally. Um, and he is well known as an anti-tax activist is how he's described yes. in like every article you yeah. ever read about him as an anti-tax activist. He's running for governor in 2020, by the and way. And fucking good, dude. As an independent. And he has advocated that people don't pay their, he, that they don't renew their tabs. That's what he says is that people should not renew their tabs. Um, I wish that I could. I'm going to find this, this quote because it's really funny. He said, like, you should, you know, if you get pulled over, you should tell the cops, like, absolutely, I did not renew my tabs. This is, this is our Boston Tea Party. This is our fucking sovereign citizen moment. Yeah. This is our Boston Tea Party. Jesus. Um, 
Yeah, if you do get pulled over, I then said after the court hearing Tuesday, you say, absolutely, I didn't renew my tabs. This is our Boston Tea Party, man. And Man, yeah, that's a good idea. Then it says, this is a Seattle Times article um, entitled, <laughs> Tim Iman's car tab measure on hold judge orders. And then it says, driving with expired tabs carries a penalty of $139 to $231, depending on how long they've been expired, said Washington State Patrol Spokesman Sergeant Darren Wright. Law enforcement officers can issue warnings, but it's up to their discretion, Wright said. Department of Licensing Spokeswoman Christine Anthony said the department has received some calls from drivers about refusing to renew their tabs. Quote, we we, we advise people to comply with the law and pay the fees. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love those type of people, man. That <laughs> That's really like funny. <laughs> the government, if the government <laughs> yeah. doesn't get their nut, yeah. you're going to be locked in a box. Yeah. That's the way it works, dude. That's really I'm funny. sorry. <laughs> when it comes to government and the money that they think you owe them, you need to give them that money because – they have all the guns. Yeah. <laughs> As the <laughs> argument goes, you know, like there's nothing you could do about that, bro. Ask, uh, ask, uh, Wesley Snipes how that went. <laughs> Did not work out so good. Brother went to prison for a while because his odds are his fucking tax guy was just feeding him a line of nonsense. And then he ended up getting kicked into jail for it because his accountant told him he didn't have to pay them taxes because this is America, goddammit. But, yeah, so that's it. So we'll find out. It's going to be a long, delayed waiting game, uh, again, on the state citing they don't want to uphold the will of the people. Yeah. Which, does that surprise you in the least? It's highly unfortunate. And I get, if you really stop to think about it, like, it's pretty depressing when you think about it, that we can, as a state, pass something by... A margin of a couple percent. Several regardless. points, yeah. A majority of people in the state say, we want this to happen, and we've gone through the legal or the, the channels to do it in legislation. We have voted that this is what we want you, the people that work for us, to do. And they're going to go, ah, we can't Hold do that. Hold on now. Let's Hold pump on. the brakes, guys. We yeah. got a lot of stuff going here. Let's We'll see you in court. I'm not a fan. It's really weird. It's really frustrating. Yeah. Really frustrating. And it's understandable to see people, you know, why people would lose a little bit of confidence in the government, you know? That's, well, how, yeah, when yeah. when the, the document literally says government of, by, and for the people, and we just, as the people, like you said, have voted to do something, and you're like, well, I want to fight <laughs> that in court, though. Yeah. <laughs> That's... What consult the RCW, bro? Yeah, you know what the seems, RCW is? It seems very strange. The RCW, you ever heard of that? You looking through a lot of state bills, you see a lot of call yeah, yeah. RCW, whatever. That's our essentially our state collection of laws and amendments and stuff like that. That just lays out. That's the 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 laws of the state. We'll say are contained within the volumes of the RCW, and. Oh, I want to know. I want to find out what that acronym meant again because I forgot. It's the Revised Code of Washington. So it's the compilation of all permanent laws currently enforced in the United in the U.S. state of Washington. It's interesting. It's very interesting. Very very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I it drives me for my particular job. I have to read a lot of different statutes within the RCW. 
because they're consistently changing and they're consistently vague and confusing and they dictate how we legally have to do our jobs. Yeah. It's not fun. Not fun. But anyways, I did find out through this whole process too that, you know what? We have a Republican think tank or conservative think tank in the state of Washington called the Washington Policy Center. Interesting. It's a nonprofit organization. A think and, tank. Huh? Yeah, a think tank. Which, as as I've come to like, find what out, what the fuck does that even mean? A think tank, because you hear that th- that term thrown out a lot. Group you of know, dudes a great Washington think tank or whatever, right? These these are guys that form a. These are people that form a nonprofit company, and what their purpose essentially is to do is to kind of become not so much lobbyists, but build up the ammunition that lobbyists need to get things done. So they look at particular industries and how things like Tim Einan's uh, initiative 976, they have a whole pamphlet of 11 pages on what, I mean, they pull citations and all the things about what it will do, what it's supposed to do, why it's good, depending on whether they like it or not. And so they're like political... I mean, I just want to say political think tanks, but they're... It's like a political op-ed almost. Yeah. Like an official op-ed. But they're op-ed. supposed to be guys that look at... there's legitimacy to it. Yeah, they're supposed to look at data and facts and have philosophical discussions and, and, and help guide members um, through the process of, you know, finding improvements in life. And, you know, they're progressive. You know, they're thinking about how policy should be so that we can all live better lives. That's what a think tank is. Yeah. And whether on the federal level or the, the state level. But they're – I love this one. Their Washington Policy Center, their logo or their motto is improving lives through market solutions. That's how you know they're conservative, first of all, because they're talking improving about markets. through market solutions. <laughs> yeah. You know, and in here they like specifically for this initiative, they break down – some of the the old MVET tax that used to be in place, the motor vehicles excise tax, and you know how that was a failure and why it was a failure, and talk shit on the old governor Gary Locke, and you know all this shit, and they're just trying to convince you to see through their conservative lens to why this initiative is a good idea. Yeah, and they're really thought out. I mean, it's a really good read. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Went through that, and they have yeah, they got footnotes with citations from. All sorts of different legal cases and, you know, all sorts of stuff. But come to find out, the think tank actually only has 20 paid employees. The rest are interns and stuff like that. But they run this whole thing. They put on massive fundraisers and organizations. And That's weird. Yeah, it's, it's really weird, man. It's very weird. This one in particular operates off of a $3.8 million annual budget. So I don't know what you need that for. I guess to throw massive the twenty-two employees or whatever. Parties. Yeah. So, anyways, those people are employed there, and they got to get paid, you know. Yeah, and they're all, yeah. I'm sure, board members that you know decide their own paychecks and Probably all have that six good stuff. Salaries, you know? Oh, I'm very sure they do. <laughs> if there's only 20 of, 20 of you, and all you got to do essentially is, you know, have discussions in a building and then throw big parties. Try to get campaign fundraisers. That sounds like the job to have. Yeah, right. Work in a think tank. Maybe we should start a think tank. I'm not gonna lie. I looked at their like employment thing. She's over there barking at the door and stuff. Um, But yeah, there's there's uh, they do have an open position if you're interested in applying. 
Really? You have to be like some kind of crazy communications and marketing director, though. But But I'm sure you're getting paid like quarter million dollars every year. So why not throw a couple resumes at it? That's what I'm talking about. Right? Or like you said, we can start our own think tank. Yeah. We, We can... We can parade ourselves around this non-partisan. Yeah, I wonder if we can be a moderate think tank. I wonder if that's a thing. We could probably do it by the numbers and just say, (laughs) we only hire, you hire all the Democrats, I hire all the Republicans, and we just go 50-50 split all the way. Like We have one building with two sides to it, and we just separate our business. But we have to be totally partisan about it. We can't let any like independent thinkers come (laughs) in. No green parties, no you know Washington Socialist Party members. Though. None we can't of that have shit. That. None no, of that shit. We don't want any of that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh, so do you want to move on to sports for now, or um, why don't we? How long have we been doing this? We got a second. Yeah, we haven't really talked pop culture in a minute. I guess we kind of did in the pre-show though. Yeah, pre-show has kind of become our pop culture half hour. Well, why don't we take another brief little break, and you can watch that video that I sent you. Um, and then I can call Jordan real quick, and I can talk to her about dinner. Word. So, All right. We'll be right that? back. And we're back to sports. <laughs> got him. We're out of here. Got him. Okay. So, we got a couple things on the docket today. The first one we're going to talk about is that video that you just watched or reference the video that you just watched about the Astros cheating scandal. Um, uh, so, I just have a brief timeline. I don't have dates here, but just kind of a series of events. Um, there was an initial article that was done by The Athletic that alleged that, you know, yes. there was players that had come out that said that the Astros had cheated in the 2017 season. Um, and then after that, you know, there was some videos. John Boy Media made a video. Uh, yeah, very um, good. I excellent. Didn't right? know it and the, the first one that I showed you a couple weeks ago of the banging of the trash can, that so, one yeah. was by the same guy. I could, um, as, yeah, because he played that on this latest Yeah, too. yeah. And so he did that, and then there was like a little bit of criticism, you know, that he had only showed the one at bat. And so he said, he was like, all right, well, I'm telling you, if you look at any home game in the 2017 season, like you're going to hear the banging. Oh, yeah. And so then there's this fucking Reddit mega thread, and I have the thread here. Uh, my computer. Oh, dude, it looked massive. Yeah. Oh, it's enormous. My computer disconnected from the internet won't connect back because it's a piece of shit. But Because um, essentially what we have here is a yeah. uh, don't fuck with cats moment. He got on there and yeah. started talking about it after the athletic article, and a lot of his he challenged his followers and stuff to go out and do it and collect some more evidence and mega thread of <laughs> videos, timestamps, you know that oh, yeah. accurately shows the cheating by the Astros. Um, and so after that, they were they were punished. You know, there was an investigation. They were punished. They were fined five million dollars, um, and then the general manager and <clears throat> the manager were both suspended for a year. But then immediately after they were suspended, they were fired by the team. <laughs> so that doesn't even matter anymore because they aren't on the team anymore. Um, and they lost their first and second round picks in. 2020 and 2021 Ooh. um and so you know now there's all kinds of discussion about like oh they should fucking get their rings taken away or like their title and blah 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 and like i don't i don't know how you take a ring from a grown man you know <laughs> like how you're gonna do that um but <laughs> well, when you phrase uh, it like that i think the title thing is weird you know because they won they won the world series that year mm-hmm. you know how do you well, what happened to mcguire and and those were individuals, though, not teams. Right. That's that's the difficult right. part. Yeah, and we've had conversations about that at work. You know that, mm-hmm. like, what do you, 
what do you do? Because they won. Like that event happened. That game still happened. You know, yeah. even though Mark McGuire and Barry Bonds were juiced to the tits, they still hit all those fucking dingers in one season. You know, that yep. still happened. Like they were juiced to the tits. They broke the rules. They hit a lot of fucking home runs, you know, shitload like, of home runs. They were pulled out of the Hall of Fame and stuff, right? For that, or uh, really? I'm fairly certain. I can't attest I can't to remember. that. I know, yeah, I don't know enough about that to attest. Um, I know that they, yeah, like that they're not pretty sure they're not in Hall of Fame. Yeah. Um, so it's a whole. I, I feel a little embarrassed that I know about that, but um, there's a Mark McGuire uh, display at your place yes. of business. Isn't yes, there. That's is. right. Yes. I thought so. Um, and. And that's so fucking, that's so sad. Cause, I, but like as a like, company, what do you, you don't have to be embarrassed you know, about it. What do you do? Yeah. You know, he's still sporting your shit. Looking what do like you a do badass. about it? Yeah. It's an odd thing, it's you tough. know? And people like that shit, you know? At the end of the yeah. day, I personally feel, I personally feel that especially when it comes to baseball, you should have two different leagues, man. You should have one league where everyone's, Running all natural, you know, no chemicals, no anything. Another league where anyone can juice to the safest measure possible. Yeah. And we're going to see how many home runs someone can hit when they are that fucking jack that they can still hold a bat, but they're as yoked as possible. Okay. We need to change this up even more. We can't just do C and Ds on this one. We can't have a clean piss and a dirty piss. We got to have the dirty piss people need to have some... Some baseball shoulder pads with some Road Warrior spikes and shit. We need to have real blood sport here. My grandma once described to me, I should call her the next time we do the show and make her explain it I was like, what did I say that reminded you of a grandma story? My grandma once explained to me um, a sport that she had created in her mind, Mm. right? In which you, you played... Fuck, I hope that this is correct. In which you played basketball, football, and baseball all on the same field. Right? No soccer. And I don't think the soccer was involved. I'll yeah. have to I'll have to call her next next time I'll call her and I'll ask her. Um, because now I'm super interested. Uh but yeah, it it was a sport where all of these things were played on the same field and at the same time. Mm-hmm. And so you have to play your sport while also avoiding the other people playing their other sports at the same time. Um <laughs> and she had like a whole system, you know, of like scoring and like a, it was an elaborate deal that she had constructed. I'm into it. And so I'm yeah, I'll call her the next time that we do the show. Baseball's um, too boring on soon. Football, I just, I'm gonna die. And basketball, I can't shoot hoops, but yeah. if we throw all three of them together, I'm sure I can fuck around with something. I, it was interesting. I remember I'll find my skill. It was years ago, years ago that she described this to me. I mean, you throw uh, the ball, I'll catch the ball. Yeah. Don't ask me to put it somewhere reliably. Um, so let's see here. I'm pulling up the NFL schedule so we can talk about the games that happened. Um, so, but before we completely move on, they, so they find them for, or they punished them for their, their actions in 2017. Yes. But it looked like they had continued to do it for the, until now. It looks like that's what's happening. There was and, also. And nothing else was happening as far as punishment. There or was also, um, Rumors last week, I believe, that 
some of the players were wearing what they're calling buzzers underneath their jerseys. So they could just be like, in, in which they would receive an electric shock, a slight electric shock, a signal for when <sighs> there was going to be a pitch that they should swing in. And so that goes with, you know, they were talking about having to do like clapping or hand signals or whatever the fuck mm-hmm. because it was too loud. And that goes with the same thing. This is in the ALCS championship that this happened where one of the players, Jose Altuve, he had a Jose walk, Altuve. hits a walk-off double home run. And then as he's coming around fourth base or coming around third base to home. <laughs> wait, wait, what? You know, coming around third base to home, he's holding his shirt closed and he's telling everyone, don't rip my shirt off. Don't rip my shirt off. It was like super common to like for them to get their their jerseys mm-hmm. ripped off after the after a game like that. Yeah, so don't rip my shirt off. And no, then he's, as he's, he's just as he's in the crowd, he's still he's holding his shirt closed, holding it closed, so that no one can pull his shirt off. So there's some more allegations coming out. Um, you know, obviously the players say that there's no legitimacy to them, but so on the flip side of this whole thing. Does this not require a buildup of some real split second um, critical thing? I mean, split second reactions that you're. I mean, it's already you're hitting an. I don't care if it's a, a slow ball or an off speed right. ball or whatever. How fast is that ball going? It's Ninety like 80, fucking miles an like hour. Even 85? the off speed ones that they were showing from Chapman were still like eighty five. You know, I don't like care. that's still that eighty five is pretty fucking fast. Even. Like yeah. I can't hit 70, 75 mile or fastball. Mm. And now you're also going to have this audio fucking thing of you banging on a drum or shocking my tit or some shit that says, hey, this is going to be off speed. Hit it. I still have to, okay, yeah. adjust everything in my mind. And that's still, no, fuck it. Let's just make the league okay with it everywhere. Let's get everybody on board this thing. How can you outsmart the other team? It's not just about how you play. It's, crazy, it's about right? how you fucking It's crazy. Cheat. That's wild. So props, slight props to them for being a fucking athletic animals to yeah. be able to have split second reaction time but fuck off for cheating <laughs> so blatantly <clears throat> so as far as football goes yes right last weekend was the divisional round uh the texans played the chiefs and got their dicks stomped by the chiefs 51 to 31 it was oh. a fucking it was a thrashing it was some shit like man i was kind of hoping the texans would go me too um, Tennessee still in it though. Yeah, oh, I'm okay. sorry. That was the week before. It was it was the Titans and the Chiefs, and the Chiefs won 35 to 24. In the very okay. beginning, it looked like um, looked like the Titans might happen. They were up like 10 to zero, I think, and it was like, oh shit, like this this might happen. There's something really going on here. And then Patrick Holmes said, no, no. hold my dick real quick before <laughs> I leave. And so obviously they came back. The, the guy's ridiculous. The shit is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And then after that, the Packers played the 49ers, and the 49ers put the smack on the Packers. It was Aaron Rodgers threw like three <sighs> picks, I think. It was ugly. It was really, really ugly. So the Super Bowl. Bad two weeks for me, bro. Super Bowl next weekend, a week from tomorrow, 49ers, Chiefs. It's in Miami. Some shit. The game is at 3.30, you know? So. And that like actually has the potential to be a good fucking game. It's going to be a fucking great game. 49ers are nuts. Yeah. Chiefs have been crazy. I mean, usually I'm usually Super Bowls kind of suck as a general rule. Most unless your teams are playing cuz yeah. then there's stakes, but usually the Super Bowl is one of the worst games in the entire year historically, right? This is going to be a great. And game. this is lined up to be a good one. I hate to give it to the 49ers, but they're fucking tough goddamn team this year. They're yeah, they're good and their defense is good and I'm excited to see who who are they playing as quarterback right now? 
Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, yeah. Garoppolo. Jimmy G. Still running. Man, my boy. Running the game, bro. Running the game. Yeah. Dude, hook no, me no, up this year the for 49ers a little bit. Have a fantastic defense, and I'm excited to see the Chiefs offense contend with that because all the receivers on the Chiefs are so fucking fast. Mm-hmm. They're all so incredibly fast. So I'm excited to see how that gets handled. It's going to be so good. It's going to be well, so fun to watch. Sherman's still running safety for four. Yeah. Corner, corner, yeah. Corner, corner, corner. Yeah. But he's kind of lost a little prestige as a corner, if I'm not he's, wrong. He gets slept on, you know, but he's yeah. still good. Like, he's still good. He's, he's just not number one anymore. He doesn't get, like, as many takeaways as he used to. But okay. he's still a good, like, defensive corner. You know, he's still a good player. He just he's doesn't solid. get he just doesn't get the picks and stuff that he used to. Yeah. But just not as many. He's still yeah. doing shit. Yeah. You can't be number one forever, bro. <laughs> he's still an incredibly valuable valuable member of that defense yeah. like there's no there's no doubt i would still like to have him in seattle i was sad to see richard sherman go i don't yeah. care everyone talks shit about his fucking antics and his attitude and i'm like i don't give a fuck i don't play good on my I team mean, you know we got enough characters i just don't give always a shit throwing yeah. stupid fouls what's one more yeah i don't give a shit yeah. i just don't care it doesn't bother me you know mm-hmm. it's it's not a problem of mine so yeah. i just don't i felt the same way about like michael bennett you know that people mm-hmm. are like oh he's a fucking asshole he's always talking all the time i don't give a shit you know he's fucking like he was good so i don't know i just it's the, it's the tom cruise argument i don't care if he's crazy and says yeah. stupid shit he's still a great he's still great at what i want him still to do good at this you know i'd like it i like it okay jeez that's really funny <laughs> <laughs> That's my ther- thermostat for everything. It's the Tom yeah. Cruise effect. You can be the most batshit crazy person alive, but if you're good at what you're doing, and what you're doing is something that I enjoy, I don't give a fuck if you're a crazy person in real life. I mean, there's some lines there, like, you know, pedophilia and, like, sexual assault and all the murder and shit, maybe. You know, OJ is still kind of, like, wild on Twitter, but, um, you know, I don't give a shit about your personal life. OJ's crazy. OJ's crazy. Politics, crazy. on the other hand, I care about your personal life. Because yeah. you're supposed to be... That is who you're supposed to be. It matters to me. But definitely not in sports. No. I don't know. I kind of have a hard time with sports, too. Because there's always that uh, that angle that you're a... Uh, you know, you're a role model for the for the youth and all this stuff because you are absolutely because you know, you've definitely it's especially in football. what is professional sports but overcoming adversity in in all forms, right? Yeah, and so you are naturally supposed to be somebody that children can look up to, but I don't know. It's it's also a fucking professional sport, so I'm probably just asking too much. <laughs> that's that's really what it comes down to. Most of them are really good role models. Most of them, you know. Not everybody's a Russ, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Not always. Not all. Everybody's always over at the children's hospital volunteering once a week. Not everyone loves Jesus. <laughs> all right, you ready to get the fuck out of here? Yeah, I mean that everybody not everybody loved Jesus line was good enough for me, but <laughs> <laughs> No man, don't don't try and give me that, okay? You told me that your favorite singer is Will Smith, so yes, this is your fault. Fresh Prince, bro. <laughs> Fresh Prince, bro. 